listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. I know you got that bomb shortage. Can I get it? Something on the mind, girl. I know you're ready. I, I can't stop eyeing you, loving the way you move. You, you got me obsessing the sex, undeniable. Don't let go. You want to get it when you're on that pole. Hey, welcome to the Black Guy Test Podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. And we are in the house on a Thursday, actually. Yep. It was not a first. Uh, but yeah, we're in the house on a Thursday because the internet went down Tuesday, which robbed you of Janelle James, mm-hmm. uh, who will be back next Tuesday if everything goes right. Um, but it also moved our Walking Dead review, Fear of the Walking Dead, uh, to Thursday because, you know, yesterday we had to talk about the major news stories of the day. Things like Denise sneaking on in there and getting ah. with kermit behind miss piggy's back all them hams <laughs> yes and gotta, ham hawks you know we had to talk about uh talk about that home wrecking piglet and then <laughs> uh you know we had to talk about uh the slavery games uh james bond the not being too street don't want idris elba to do it it was too much news so we didn't get a chance to 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 cover fear of the walking dead plus we like to have a guest on if we can do that so we can get their opinion too and today is no different uh we got the homie john who you guys might know from podcast fandom mm-hmm. you might know from uh being on our walking dead review uh i won't say season finale even uh they were he and nina were on together but this is the first time that that john's been on by himself with just us black people man you nervous no <laughs> no i'm not nervous at all, all right. i know he's been on his world tour he done did Leonard's show and some other shows <laughs> he's blowing up now man he's big in the black podcasting circuit man yeah i'm <laughs> kelly rolling <laughs> <laughs> well we're glad that's, that's not a bad reference is it uh no no, no that's great man. no i told you i'm waiting for your gospel album Mm-hmm. and then it'll be complete uh but we are glad you can make it man um and uh you know of course people you know hopefully the people that listen to us are already listening to mm-hmm. uh podcast fandom but you know you guys review like so much stuff that we talk about here we review uh on our off-season reviews you know things such as humans which wrapped up um i know you guys are doing uh fear of the walking dead right now uh what 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 tv shows are you looking forward to reviewing coming up at the when fall returns uh, uh the flash definitely because we missed like the first half of the first season because we were stupid but then uh i mean you know the walking dead of course mm-hmm. and then eventually game of thrones when that comes back next year like yeah. i'm always looking forward to that now i noticed you skipped over empire is that is that on purpose <laughs> or is that just an oversight See, this is how you get me. Uh, <laughs> but no, I, I look forward to watching Empire. I'm not sure if we're going to podcast. I don't, I'm not. I don't recall mm. if, if that's one that we are going to podcast or not. Man, well, that you know, that was the sleeper hit of last year. And yeah, I feel and it's like, coming back on Roger's birthday too. <clears throat> yeah, but, uh, let's go ahead and say that we are podcasting it, mm. just in case I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah, and if if you're wrong, they'll be mad at Nina anyway. It's not right. like you yeah. won't get, you won't get blamed for anything. It's like the reverse over here. Anything that I say, regardless of how reckless it is, Roger gets blamed, and they be like, "Well, Roger, you said." Yeah. <laughs> now, what's your favorite part of getting the podcast and be around uh, the great Nina Perez? I just, I mean, that is, I mean, you joke. You say you're a great Nina Perez, but no, I, that's I, not a joke. 
everybody <laughs> know i love nina i watched yeah. uh that horrible fucking show on hbo the leftovers because <laughs> my love for nina was so strong i i tried to quit it yeah. and then she lied and said that it got better and i was like well i guess i'll believe you even though i knew that that was a lie yeah it gets better in season two yeah uh, <laughs> but yeah honestly though like the the best thing about it is i because we're friends she and i and so i mean getting to talk to t- talk about tv with her uh, is cool and, and with everyone else too it's just a lot of fun How how's uh, it been having oh go ahead karen oh uh, you probably about that the same question how's yeah. it been having her husband on because like he kind of snuck in on you guys it's great no he's he he, I when we first started when I first started podcasting, I was very quiet. Like I've always been a quiet person, but I was podcasting for a year before we started podcast fandom, and so like by that time I was already, you know, more talkative. But I feel like Donnie, her husband, Nina's husband, is he's kind of he's getting to that now. Like now that he's yeah. been doing it for a while, he's getting to the point where now he's talking more, and it's it's good, it's great. Like I feel like podcasting has been great for me in in that way and i feel like it's probably been great for him too yes he's hilarious because it's one of the things yeah. where he just come out the blue with something and nobody's ready for it yeah i feel like y'all should have like hazing like they do in sports where like the new person has to do like your laundry or something like that would be cool if you could like make donnie like prepare your notes for the podcast or whatever i feel like donnie already does news laundry <laughs> <laughs> yeah she's a boss over there man i love her um and then uh you said you were podcasting for a year before um getting yeah. with uh you know project fandom um how did first of all like how what were you podcasting about and then second of all how did you meet with uh nina and whatnot and uh join up with the crew Oh, well, the podcast that I was doing is, uh, another friend of mine. Like, this is what I do. Like, someone else asked me to do a podcast and I do it with them and then they, they handle all the work. <laughs> <laughs> so another friend of mine named, uh, Steven Novak, he asked me to do a movie podcast where we review movies. And so, and I was like, sure, why not? And so we've been doing that now for, I don't know, three, four years. And, uh, I, with Nina, it, you know, the podcast, because we've been friends like for about 10 years mm-hmm. and so and we worked on a few things you know here and there together and and uh, particularly with uh steven novak the guy that i just, just mentioned uh but uh then we just you know we were doing project fandom and then we did, we wanted to do a podcast for some reason i don't remember exactly why <laughs> and then it just ended up you know we started doing a podcast and how did you uh you say y'all were friends 10 years like how'd y'all i guess meet or you know yeah. <clears throat> Well, it's, it's about, I mean, it's probably less than 10 years, but it's about eight or nine. Yeah. Uh, we met on, uh, MySpace. We we're both bloggers on MySpace and we just met that way. Oh, were you, uh, popular or was, was she popular? Like, what was, how'd you, uh, hear about her on MySpace? Or did you just go to her page and then the auto music started playing and you was like, oh, ah! this is my jam. <laughs> yeah. After all the gifts and sparkly things loaded <laughs> that everybody had on their profiles. Yeah. Uh, uh, she was much more popular than I was. Yeah. Uh, Cause she was doing it and then I jumped in and you know, after I, I didn't even know what blogging was at that point. And I uh, thought 2006, I guess. And then I just jumped in, you know, after I saw it and I was like, you know, this looks fun. And I just started doing it. And then, you know, the way that the blogging community worked on MySpace was, you know, there was, there were a lot of communities. There was a community, a, a lot like, uh, the podcasting community. It's like once you know someone, 
then like you want to participate with them, you know, and grow your audience. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of the way that that worked was that there were a lot of competitions and just uh, fun contests that a lot of bloggers did t- together so that we could all share readers. And that was kind of how she and I crossed paths. What, what did you use to blog about? Oh, I blogged about bullshit. <laughs> I mean, that's basically what it was i mean like i mostly the the main thing that i i did was yeah, bullshit honestly but then uh, i did review movies like mm-hmm. i did i wrote movie reviews because i i enjoy doing that and so i mean that was the main thing that that i did and you know and she was writing you know a lot about like her life and stuff and and then you know she was also doing like tv and stuff and i think that was a lot of what you know once we crossed paths, that's how we ended up, you know, becoming friends was that we, you know, we enjoyed, you know, a lot of TV and movies and stuff. Well, you know, blogging about bullshit is like one of my favorite things. That's how this podcast got started. So that's true, too. Never oh, knocked that. And um, what made you grow your beard? Because you have a beard like Roger. Uh, for those of you who haven't, like, don't follow him on Facebook or haven't seen his pic or anything like that. I, I grew my beard because, number one, I'm lazy. And I mean, it's just hard to, to not have a beard if you are someone who grows beards. But then like, I mean, I look better. Like, honestly, like I know my face. Like, I can cover up more of it and I look better. That's just, that's just the truth. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, man. And how do you handle disagreeing with Nina? Because I feel like Nina, uh, is so like such a strong voice and so aggressive. You know what I mean? And I, and I say that, you know, in, as as someone who is also a very strong uh voice and aggressive person myself um how do you handle you know when you got because you're talking about tv obviously it wouldn't even be a podcast if y'all never like if y'all saw everything the same like if you think something's gonna happen or something would be cool or you think an episode was good or bad and she feels the opposite like how do you handle that do you know going into it like oh man here we go or you know how's that go <laughs> well, I mean, like, we, I feel like we do disagree quite a bit, but I mean, it's because we're friends. Honestly, mm-hmm. I feel like if you have a good relationship with someone, you can agree, you can disagree with them. Yeah. Like, it's, you're comfortable enough to disagree with someone without feeling like you're going to hurt their feelings or piss them off. And so, like, you can, you can disagree with someone and then know that it's not going to be a big deal. And so I, it, it, and I think you're, you're right. It would be very boring if we, if we agreed on everything. And I think that we would agree on everything if we weren't, you know, friends outside of the podcast. Yeah. You ever done a show where y'all disagreed about something and you thought, man, maybe she won't have me back next week? No, nah, that's not. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and like, um, what I do like is that when y'all disagree, and, uh, because, you know, Nina's also like in charge of the, um, switching to topics, you know, and going to the next scene and whatnot. Uh, I like when you disagree and then she gets ready to move on and then you get like one more like, well, I just don't, you know, <laughs> like, like, ah. like, I would just like to be on the record, have it noted that my objection to that scene. All right. <laughs> like that, yeah, that is, I am very much, I, like I, I think she and I are are very similar in that in, in in that way because like we do like to have the last word. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome, man. I love that. Um, and, and because I'm mean, like I like uh, like I've mentioned you know, movie reviews a lot, and like I like uh, like Roger Ebert and and Siskel and Gene Siskel. I I thought you know the way that they had their contentious relationship was great because they were friends. 
but they disagreed on everything. Yeah. I thought that was, you know, that was great. Like, cause you watch them and, you know, you can tell that they, they like each other, but they, they're mad at, they, they get mad at each other a lot. And that's what, like, that's, that's when you're comfortable. That's when you're comfortable with somebody is that you're comfortable enough to argue with them. And what are, like, what is the, um, show, I guess, that you most enjoy reviewing, uh, as far as a podcast so far? Um, well, I think that, for a podcast it's always better if the show's not great mm. and it's not bad like it has to be like in the middle like the strain i think is a great example of a show that's great to podcast because it has moments where it's it's not shit mm. like it's it's terrible but then it has moments where it's a lot of fun and so like you it gives you more meat to to bite into when you're talking about it when something's great all you're doing is like talking about it and you know sucking its dick like you don't want to do that yeah but like if you you know if you can talk about something and and not like parts of it like it gives you more to talk about and it's more fun it's a more entertaining conversation for you and for the listener yeah i feel like that's the thing i'm missing from uh my dna is uh i like talking about shows that i love you know what i mean like well i love it all like well i'm just a stand for the show um maybe maybe to my detriment or whatever but like i don't have any compulsion about like oh man i'm being too nice about this show right now because i'm just like you know i had a great time and i just want everybody to understand how great of a time i had (laughs) yeah and i want to share just that that joy that i have in my heart and want everybody else to share that joy because i'm like this if i do not enjoy it i'm like fuck that show and i go on something else i'm not reviewing it uh, you know, because to me, I get very angry, and angry I get <laughs> that that'll come through my voice too. Well, Karen will quit a show just for not being. She just she'll just quit a show. Like I don't even know how yeah. she can do it, but like I I've got to the point now where I'm just clearing out the DVR and watching shit that, instead of waiting for Karen because it's been months for some of this stuff. Like uh, yeah. I wanted to watch like uh, Agent Carter, which mm-hmm. uh, gets off to a slow start and picks up. And I was just like, why am I waiting on Karen? She's never going to come back and be mm-hmm. interested in watching this shit because she has the gift of moving on, and I and I don't have it. Yeah, you have a completionist gene, and that's something that I, I, I don't – I'm not – I have it in other aspects of my life, but when it comes to, like, television, I want to be entertained, and you have to keep my attention. Like, what was that, The Brink show? When you was asking me, did I want to see that? Like, I watch it for sometimes just being too white. I looked at it, I was like, mm-mm. Is I got enough shows with a bunch of white folks in it. I'm good. They I met my quota. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well let's uh let's get into this episode, man. Um shout out to my man Wanga, uh, who sent us the music for the opening of Fear the Walking Dead. Cool. Because uh, we didn't have that before. Oh, three seconds. That is the creepiest 15 seconds of all time. Um, Thank yeah. you, sweetie. Because we tried to find, I was like, I have no idea where it is. It's like three seconds. Who knows? <laughs> so it's episode two of Fear the Walking Dead season one. Of course, the first episode was called Pilot, like all TV shows. Uh, name it the same thing. Um, but this one is called So Close Yet So Far. Directed, of course, by Adam Davidson, who directed the last one. Written by Marco Ramirez uh and this one the ratings you know went down a little bit but that's because it, you know the premiere 
episode was record setting by the way mm-hmm. like uh as donnie alluded to uh on the podcast and Nina was like i doubt your facts are real um <laughs> 8.18 was a million viewers uh down last week from 10.13 uh in so close yet so far alicia discovers and aids a seriously ill matt as his house is in shambles uh nick madison and travis are alarmed by their encounter with a zombified calvin and decide they need to flee to the desert uh they decide to try to get alicia lisa and chris to go with them and matt convinces alicia to leave with her family as he has been bitten and affected um we basically get to watch them like start to do some hunting and gathering as far as food uh we get to watch travis try to keep his family together and i mean his entire family his ex you know he goes Mm -hmm. against them and, and stuff um nick is trying to withdraw from drugs um and meanwhile our homie tobias is back yes he is looking for his knife of plus two cutting <laughs> um that butter knife yeah and uh it's just kind of like slowly watching well not even slowly like watching the city kind of descend into chaos mm-hmm. karen what was your overall feelings on episode two of fear the walking dead so close yet so far good 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 i i enjoyed it i enjoyed it a a lot uh with everything they was doing and just the development of the characters and how different people responded different ways. And I know we're going into a lot of details, but how some of them caught on quick and some of them were slow. And sometimes certain people didn't tell people things because they was like, if I tell you this, you would think I'm fucking insane. Because, you know, it's one of those things where it's not common. So when you tell people, hey, uh, people don't, ain't dying, they come back to life, people will be like, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And I, also I think there's a little bit of like, did that happen? right like you don't even believe it yourself yeah because everything's so fresh right now but right. uh john what about you how'd you enjoy so close yet so far uh i liked it <clears throat> i enjoyed it uh speaking of quitting shows mm. though i do feel like i this is a show where i don't really care about any of the characters yet mm. okay. and after two episodes i like that would have probably if this wasn't if this weren't connected to the walking dead then I, this is probably a show that i would I wouldn't mind missing mm-hmm. and then maybe catching up later. Like you guys mentioned the brink earlier mm-hmm. and that's a show that I like and that I enjoyed watching, but it's a show that I have, I, I I've, you know, six or seven episodes that I, I didn't watch yet mm-hmm. because I just let it go. I, I feel like this is a show that it hasn't hooked me yet. And so if it was, if it weren't connected to the walking dead, then I probably would have just, you know, it's only six episodes. So I would just let it, back up and then watch them all at one time but right. since it's the walking dead and because I'm podcasting it i you know i'm watching it every week and i mean i enjoy it i mean it's not like i don't enjoy it it's just right. it's something that isn't appointment television for me yeah well it's definitely exploring the aspect uh like i said uh at the start of this uh last week when we played our first review i feel like the strengths of the walking dead are the weaknesses of they wa- of uh fear the walking dead mm-hmm. and vice versa like some of the character development stuff that you don't really get from the walking dead uh sometimes because they are doing so much so fast and the whole setup was already done when you met these people correct you don't necessarily get that and that was the hook that got me for season one of the walking dead was just you wake up in a zombie apocalypse now what and then with this one and i and every time i watch it i've always thought to myself like yeah but how did this world get to this how long did it take 
you know <clears throat> how long was <clears throat> how long was rick unconscious right um you know and then there's like little stuff that's always been in the background where it's like you know hey they bombed atlanta at some point like but you never see it yeah someone thought that was a reasonable thing to do what what circumstances would happen to make that happen what happened to the army what happened to the government what like how did it fall apart yeah you know like what was it like during that time period and like honestly no one ever really talks about that time period on on just walking dead like it's kind of like we're already in the shit why reminisce or yeah you know we're here now and so which was cool but here's our you know chance to explore that time and so for me i'm kind of enjoying this six episode expedition into like here's how society is so so close to being fucked up and we don't even know it you know yeah uh, and that's that's something that I thought about when uh, the first episode aired, and mm. people were like, "Man, I wish it was more like The Walking Dead." And I thought about that, and I was like, "I don't, I don't right. really wish it was more like The Walking Dead." I mean, I, I, yeah, it should kind of feel the same, mm-hmm. but I feel like it's something kind of like The Flash and Arrow, right? Where right. Like, it's like it's 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 in the same world. But it's very different, and I feel like that's something that Fear the Walking Dead should aim for, and not like I don't want a hundred thousand walkers everywhere. You know what right. I mean? Like I don't want that. I don't want there to be a walker attack every five minutes. Like yeah. I don't want those things to happen. Like I want Fear the Walking Dead to be a different show in the same world, and I yeah. feel like that's what they seem to be going for, and and that I do like. I like that a lot. Yeah, I would like for it to end, kind of where you know what i'm saying like if it can end where we're like oh and that's how you make the walking dead like yeah. i would be okay with that i know it's already got another season coming but like even if they kind of don't you know cover like the full fallout until next year i would still be okay with that because i don't i already know what happens in the walking dead you know what i mean like i'm okay with being like so what what hope did people think they had you know because one thing people aren't don't seem to really be adjusting to quickly is the fact that we as an audience just know more than these people and right. and i think that drives people insane because yeah we they can. were like why don't you know and like well they don't because everything is new to them and you can't really judge them no. you know what i mean because it's you know for for them zombie apocalypse started 12 hours ago correct like that like that imagine that time period there's you would almost have to be a crazy person mm-hmm. to have adjusted that quickly to be like, well, we're killing people now. So, all right. <laughs> Tobias. <laughs> yeah. Like you gotta be Tobias to be on some on like, message boards. Anyway. So, um, for me, uh, episode two, so close yet so far. Uh, I really enjoyed it because it, uh, picked up on some things that, uh, I really wanted to start seeing. And I felt like the momentum sped up a bit. Not, you know, it's not walking dead speed. Mm-mm. but it's very much like uh people certain i'm i'm interested in watching which people are picking up the quickest mm-hmm. on how dire the situation is right and which people are just either coddled or possibly you know sheltered or just in denial about how fucked up things are and who's gonna start to you know die off for this um so uh let's go ahead and break this down scene by scene uh we started with some slow-mo of the of the school with uh principal obama walking through and uh he was on his walkie-talkie and he said that uh he was giving the all clear which uh you know in slow-mo and got some slow-mo shots of the school where nobody was 
nobody was like in the but he was walking in the background it was faded you seen like bodies outside but he was talking about, like he didn't see them well but- i didn't see the bodies i went back and rewatched it okay. today i didn't see bodies like i just like i looked out under the bleachers like all that stuff i rewound that i I don't think there were bodies okay in the school okay um i really just think he was like no one came to school today but i'm gonna do my job (laughs) nobody was here because i got got the flu yeah i got my flu shot so i'm good he he was looking for that bus driver to cuss him out again yeah (laughs) (laughs) i know you didn't do your route tell those two police officers they that they got their shots too or whatever um i was like and that was the other thing he was on the walkie talkie i was like who are you giving the all clear to like he's like all clear everything's good i'm like what to who um so we get slow motion of that and then we get slow motion of april walking in the middle of the street uh towards matt's house which is funny because she was walking down the damn street like the zombie apocalypse happened already and cars didn't exist anymore right with headphones on that's just pure white privilege right and a teenager too you know they're oblivious to shit and think yeah. they're gonna live get, forever get your ass on the sidewalk little girl uh but yeah she was walking all slow with the headphones in and some skateboard dudes skated around her shook her out of her you know got her aware again and uh they she walked up into matt's house matt's door was wide the fuck open right and she didn't think nothing of it i was like if his door is open this is not going to end well mm-hmm Z-Pac or not right i'm but calling. you know what it is though i figured it out she probably was trying to see if he was cheating possible because <laughs> you know if you go to your boyfriend's house unannounced and the door's wide open and he been you know ignoring your text for a couple days for a day you might slide up in there and see if he's messing with keisha you yeah, never know that yeah. that or she was trying to get that that zombie dick mm, i don't uh, she didn't know he was a zombie no she didn't know but zombie. i did so you thought okay she saw those panties on the floor she's like he's cheating yeah <laughs> like this out you know she it was it a struggle or was it love making that knocked that lamp down we'll never know unless you find out <laughs> right a, a little of both <laughs> <laughs> right. so um i did notice when she was in matt's house though um not very ethnic i didn't see any crown royal bags uh no cool ah. no kool-aid containers no dice uh where were the pictures of obama martin luther king or tupac like the big the big ass holy bible that, yeah. that keep your, your your baby with uh, pictures in it, hair in it. Mm-hmm. yeah that would, have been, that would have been weird if he had a picture of his principal on the wall though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so he walked in uh, she walked in and um she just goes oh my god and takes a step back and you hear some raspy breathing on the couch and then it goes to the to the music to start the show uh to which you know i personally at that moment well let me ask what do you guys think she saw when she said oh my god and heard the raspy breathing karen i thought i thought it was uh him as a zombie or a family member like Mm. there that she might have known or 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 recognized because they they're not keeping their relationship a secret so i'm pretty sure her parents know him know her and his, you know, so the parents know each other. So I was like, it could be the mom, it could be the dad, it could be, you know, a sibling or anybody in there. And they might have been nibbling, um, 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 nibbling on his ass. I don't know. Ha! That would have been so <laughs> dope if he, if his family would have been eating him. But, uh, John, what about you? What do you think? <laughs> uh, because I did not want Matt to have been bitten or to be dead. I was really hoping that it was like his father mm. and, and maybe that he was trying to take care of his dad. 
and that's why he hadn't been answering her texts or anything. Because, I mean, now that he has been bitten and yeah. now is presumably dead, I mean, that character means nothing now. Yeah, it like, would have been... It would have been so cool to me if she walked in and his dad was a zombie, but the moment she walked in was the moment where he had got the courage up to kill his own dad. And like, that was all she saw was like him killing his dad. And then she was like, oh my God, and ran out the house. He's like, it's not what it looks like. He's a zombie or something. Oh, come on, baby. And you know, and that would have made more sense because I think for her the whole we're gonna go into it but a lot of her behavior was based off of her lack of knowledge yeah i mean it made more sense it makes sense to me how she reacted i mean even if you just walk in and saw the guy who hadn't been answering your calls was i mean honestly at that point let's be let's be real guys she walked in that door thinking this motherfucker better be on the couch dying because she did say you better be dead yeah he ain't been returning my calls you know what i mean i've been texting this fool i mean and he still had no good excuse for why he wasn't texting i mean shit he they ain't bite your hands off his bitch shoulder but but <laughs> text a motherfucker back but you know what it um i don't know if they'll do this it will be interesting um uh, because you know she had tried to go see him it'll be interesting if they kind of picked up and actually showed us how he got bit yeah that would be cool man like if they're yeah. smart they you know I mean they would you know do like a mini flashback to show you know him receiving her texts and all that shit you know mm-hmm. and, and even if it and even at the end because i don't think like this he's presumed dead but because uh teenagers are dumb and she's all in love it wouldn't surprise me if she didn't try to sneak off again at some period of time to try to go see him mm-hmm. and end up getting bit or end up she having to kill him or some shit you know because yeah, she I just be determined she's just gonna make her way over there yeah i wouldn't be surprised necessarily uh depending on how things go with her and mm-hmm. her family although um i kind of wished it was a black woman in that situation as alicia because she would have been like so did the zombie bite your fingers off or <laughs> or what <laughs> did you just forget how to use your phone um first of all uh so um uh alicia um you know is is you know oh my god they cut back to maddie and travis and nick who have just finished covering up this murder apparently right almost get hit by 18 wheeler pulling out of the uh ravine so quickly um or aqueduct or whatever that's called um and travis is listening i mean nick is listening to the radio right while maddie and travis are on the phone and i'm just like typical family bullshit right no but he's listening going what the fuck nobody is talking about this it's like yeah he's trying to see who knows about the zombie apocalypse he can get any news on the on the radio but travis is trying to call and find out where chris and lisa are Mm -hmm. and maddie is trying to call alicia to find out how she's doing so like those phone calls are very important and this motherfucker's just fucking with the radio trying to see like am i the only one killing people or is this like everybody thing now and the thing (laughs) about it he you know he uh ex-drug addict uh and probably had add going on so he was like hey i know i can't be the only one because he sound like his mind is like in a zillion places and he already thinks he's insane so he got with the radio tell me i won't be insane no more yeah maybe um but my favorite part about that scene is uh is it just reminded me why i hate sports talk radio because the guy one of the guys that was on the radio was like this 
it's a disaster of the biblical proportions we are losing the best pocket passer in the league <laughs> that sounds about right <laughs> and i was like god damn it of course y'all think everything's the worst only thing missing was like some subtle racism like calling people thugs or something um <laughs> so alicia um picked up uh, the that, that pocket oh. passer was too street i'm telling you yeah he was too street to play <laughs> yes he was pocket passing um <laughs> Uh, so Alicia picks up the phone, but you know, she really doesn't have any idea how bad shit is because she didn't get to go on the, uh, the family field trip. Yeah. Let's kill and cover up this, um, this murder trip. Uh, she also didn't really get a chance to, um, like, it wasn't like Matt showed up and he was bitten or people start biting each other where she was at. Mm -mm. She just thinks Matt didn't show up. So, as far as she's concerned somebody randomly attacked him yeah like right. something like he's sick is what she's thinking or so you know i don't okay, even know if she saw the bite she, no she didn't yeah yeah at first she she was like oh he's just sick yeah, yeah so she just thinks he's she found her sick boyfriend um and she's basically telling her mom like i i'm not ready to go to the desert we can't just leave town like matt's sick and i'm not going anywhere and uh maddie's like no uh we'll come over there or whatever but we gotta go boo-boo uh, ain't that the truth yeah and and alicia just thinks she saw like a shooting on youtube that's it you know like I me mean? that's the right. extent of her zombie knowledge right, and, and i think like- if nothing else 2015 has taught us that seeing a shooting on youtube doesn't mean people are going to care at all right because everybody was like is that fake that can't be real you know they um crop just, stuff yeah. photoshop shit it's just the police i mean that's what they do shoot people on youtube um, hey, that guy was asking for it right yeah you can clearly ah! see he was reaching for something uh i also did really like and i think it's a good characteristic but i'm sure everybody on twitter was probably mad at her but i loved her loyalty to matt in that situation right any yeah the teenager yes that's what teenagers do I mean, and she she like as far as she knows he's sick at a very inopportune time right she doesn't think oh this motherfucker's gonna be a zombie in an hour i'm sitting here with the motherfucker that's gonna kill me like she didn't think that she's mm-hmm. thinking my baby you know what i mean it would have been weird if she would have just been like well parents called uh, you're okay with this right man all right well right. uh looks like you got things under control here with that easy e cough and uh i'm gonna get out of here <laughs> ah um if he just answer her text then you know yeah maybe you need to learn how to text people back um chris christopher was on the city bus not school bus and he was coming home i guess but uh the bus got stopped and a dude ran on the bus and was like police just shot a homeless dude what y'all trying to do right and, was, and the whole bus cleared i was like what the fuck is happening here and he was like i own a smartphone i can get this for world star and he right runs off <laughs> i'll be a part of the movement um and you know lisa uh had a you know was was not was not feeling uh travis calling up there anyway so i know uh but this is actually this is when he first just called chris and chris just hung up on him so travis did not even get through uh so whatever the rift is between him and chris is pretty strong right right and that's good that's definitely going to be addressed um well yeah because at the end of the day these people are all about to find out that none of their little problems mean a fucking hill of beans in a second right? correct um, but if yeah. the walking dead has taught us anything even though their problems don't matter we'll still hear about them 
oh yeah yeah i do want to hear what their problems were yeah and i do expect new problems to pop up i just expect the new problems to be more quote-unquote problematic than the the old shit like the old shit is gonna be like daddy you were never there for me and i'm sure that'll come up but then the new shit is gonna be like boy you're making too much noise this goddamn time is gonna kill us <laughs> so, you know uh also uh i gotta say man big fan of these kids already being teens i know that um you know because i remember how annoying carl was right when he was a kid but it was a necessity to like kind of keep him around i feel like with teenagers you can kill them off like they do something too stupid they just die uh so <laughs> like no like the audience isn't gonna feel bad about that you know like Mm-mm. judy in the in the in the um uh, is it judy no judith. it's judith mm-hmm. judith in the tv show can't die really you know what i mean because like america's not ready to see like a bi- a, a baby get eaten Nah, but, if she dies, it won't be her getting eaten. It's just, she just disappeared, gone. And everybody's like, "Oh, she's not here no more." But you know what I'm saying? Like right. they're not ready for that. But you can like rip a kid apart, like they did. Everybody hates Chris on the other Walking Dead. Yeah, and that's yeah. just like, yeah, that's what happens when you don't know what the fuck you're doing, kid. Um, <clears throat> there was some there was some time there though that Carl, everyone would have been perfectly fine with him being eaten. Yes, there mm-hmm. were a few times. Uh, <laughs> although that would have been if they would have pulled the trigger on just carl leaving the house one too many times oh my god because like even with sophia she just leaves and you don't see her for 12 episodes and then she's a zombie you know what i mean oh my god um so yeah uh this part uh maddie and travis come over to matt's house matt is sick and alicia's there she's like i'm staying with him mom um and maddie's like look is the disease going around she's like no the hell you ain't and the disease is racist it's only affecting black people it got calvin <laughs> now it's getting this motherfucker now you need to move away from him and she said if he's sick i'm sick if he's got it i've got it and i think that was alicia's way of letting maddie know, know that they haven't been using condoms right and they've been doing a lot of fucking yeah she's like i don't he- know i don't know about that if he got the herpes mom i would already have it i know he's been up in these guts okay lord <laughs> what do you think she meant by if he's got it i've got it i just thought because if it's the flu then she just thinks it's contagious mm-hmm. like i didn't i didn't take that as her saying that they've been having you know unprotected sex well let me tell you somebody's had a lot of unprotected sex <laughs> that is exactly what that means so next time you hear somebody tell you if he's got it i've got it uh and they're talking about you know someone being sick that they're that they're lovers with they've been having unprotected sex john okay i would keep that in mind hip you to a little <laughs> bit of game there buddy that's what we do here um she said he's gonna make conversations with my grandfather really weird yeah <laughs> yep. uh he was supposed to meet me at the beach yesterday he never showed <laughs> up um so that made me wonder like how much time has passed has it been like a full night has it been the next morning because it feels like uh when he killed quote unquote thought he killed calvin when he shot him uh well i guess he did kill calvin right so well he killed calvin uh nick uh and then travis came and got him that must have been like the next morning or something because alicia is now alicia's saying it was yesterday when she was supposed to meet up with matt Mm -hmm. um so i don't know if school was out for the day and 
she walked to his house after school instead of going straight home and then she saw that he was uh sick uh, i mean i'm just putting the pieces together you know thinking about it right so i guess we're about 12 hours in or something maybe maybe possibly more um with this shit but yeah so he didn't show up and she came over there and she was gonna take care of him and then uh uh travis is like okay well go get him some water she goes to get some water and then he travis checks under his shirt and he of course he's been bitten mm-hmm. <clears throat> and he's like matt you've been bitten um <clears throat> uh this ain't good and matt's like no shit um <laughs> and uh, he's like uh alicia comes back and sees you know that travis has inspected the bite and was and said that he's been bitten and they still kind of hide it from alicia they don't tell her the full right like what's going on now i don't think they know the full what's going on by the way they don't know that bites communicate the disease they really know, but all they know is that the shit something ain't right he even says to maddie calvin wasn't bitten he was shot Okay. so you know unlike unlike the walking dead the other version the the these people have seen someone turn that wasn't bitten yeah and that's something that i really yeah. like is that that was something that we didn't know and that and that they didn't know on the show for a long time mm-hmm. and i like now like it, it was in the first episode they learned that yeah that was dope man um very small touch but yeah dope um so matt does the right thing by the family and tells alicia to go with her family to the desert yeah because he was like i'm gonna die so yeah yeah i just think his family was supposed to show up soon at some point uh allegedly and you know it was her family coming to ask her to be go with them and be safe like right what kind of dick would he be to be like fuck your family stay with me girl <laughs> you know what i mean like he did the right thing but it wasn't like like he would have been a complete jerk to not do it right um although i do like that neither alicia or them ever entertained the idea of matt coming with them that's kind of fucked up yeah <laughs> oh no her, yeah. Fa- her from what her parents seen they was like he not coming with us because we don't know everything but we don't want nobody turning on us yeah but i mean when you turn like travis turns back towards matt and matt is just like <laughs> and you're like i think that's the death call (laughs) and travis just has this look like hey man sorry uh your parents coming soon right all right um i'm brown too i don't want to catch it and they both leave um i I feel bad though like because we learned that matt is this artist and he's like struggling to find his way in the world but now like it doesn't matter because he just got fucking fucking bitten so yeah. it doesn't matter <laughs> i right. mean it's not gonna be a lot of use for that skill set anyway yeah, you know? true. like you gotta have people to paint signs though <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> well the artistry has been lacking in the walking dead i do admit, admit that yeah, yeah don't, <clears throat> don't dead open inside <laughs> you gotta have somebody to write that yeah they gotta be like they need to next year have uh when someone sees a sign for terminus just be like oh god this is terrible form who uh who did this one yeah this is not during uh the reductionist period uh van gogh i can tell you that much okay (laughs) Woo! no use of blue all right um so yeah uh matt you know goes to goes on the coffin die uh probably (laughs) they get home maddie alicia and travis are all at the crib pulling up 
and we find out across the street the cruises are having a birthday party for a nine-year-old i'm setting up and they say hey don't forget to come on down to the party later on to which uh they both kind of give them the same wave that craig's mama gave that woman in friday ah! like, hey girl well she got was talking to miss parker because they weren't coming over to that party oh no and, and uh their son was looking like uh y'all ain't gonna tell us uh she's oblivious uh they acting like shit ain't happening like he was like the dude with the, talking about the ufos and everybody go what the fuck is wrong with you yeah nick was i forgot nick was there too and nick was also like uh no we ain't coming bitch that's i think that's what he wanted to say but he yeah. was like i'm gonna keep not, it nice not only are we not having no party party canceled get your ass inside <laughs> right and lock your door De- deflate that jumper gym it's a wrap um, i don't know i think he saw that bouncy castle and he was like maybe i do want to go yeah well you know he was looking at that bouncy castle thinking you know what y'all could probably sell that for like 20 dollars worth of heroin if uh <laughs> or, or i could sell it for you for 10 dollars. yeah you know what i'm saying cut some you know cut some of that uh get some of that air out of there it's probably not that hard to, to carry um Lord. so yeah he uh they go inside uh oh and then there's another dude named peter uh, who's packing his shit up for his family like i'm getting the fuck out of here he had water and everything he was ready to go and of course he starts coughing right and i was like up oh, he got the easy cough too man oh yeah that's when i was like that's not gonna end well yeah although wouldn't this be a terrible time to get a cold yeah just a regular ass cold oh how many people are just dying because they have colds because none of the zombies really look like zombies yet nope. so just how many people were just like yeah man so i went to <coughs> hey man put that knife up i'm just all <laughs> right you're saying man someone down the wrong pipe i just needed a tissue yeah i don't i don't want i don't want flesh i don't want flesh all right <laughs> um so they go in uh to the crib and um um i, I it made me think something um when they walked in why hasn't why haven't calvin's parents called them yet Oh, they, they did. <laughs> I feel like Calvin's parents need to call them and be like, "Have you guys seen our son? Uh, he said he was going to the to the reservoir with uh <laughs> with your son, and uh <laughs> we have not seen him since." Uh, <clears throat> anyway, so uh, Travis realizes that he is about to experience detoxification, and he turns to his mom, Maddie, and says, "I'm about to step into a world of shit. You know that, right?" and i was like does maddie know from experience maybe she's had some issues with drugs or does she just know because they had to do this for him so many times or the, or his daddy or his or his daddy that we don't know where he's at right um, or you know a family <clears throat> member or something like that because the way she sounds is i won't say generational but you know it's something that they've struggled with yeah she, family. i think last year she last week she did say something about it being her fault or something mm-hmm. maybe it's in the genes yeah said. yeah it's in the genes so maybe that's it but um yeah i was just thinking to myself like nick it gotta be the only person that don't want detox to drop um because oh, lord yeah he can wait a little bit longer him and dr dre both both fine with detox never coming out anyway um that's, that's who maddie calls she's calling dr dre yeah <laughs> he's like come over here i'll beat your ass anyway so travis <laughs> travis is like look um shit uh chris ain't picking up the fucking phone um i'm a, and then maddie's just like go go get your other family 
right which is really really magnanimous of her because you know i feel like a lot of people in that situation like wait you going to get your ex over me fuck them all right but she was like you care about them me and my crackhead son need you here right now for us what about that travis that's how i would handle it if if chris did not exist i have a feeling she would not have said go yeah yeah if it was just lisa you'd be like that bitch can survive on her own right um although it is kind of pretty cool though in my opinion that um uh maddie in my opinion is the closest to getting it quote unquote because she's just like yeah petty bullshit aside go get your family like real, real talk like i don't you know i don't care if they're cool or not just you need to know that they're okay right so travis cleaned off the blood on his truck real quick i forgot that was there so good it made me wonder is this even his first murder because like he (laughs) ah he got that shit spick and span and drivable in no time um maybe that's what happened to his windshield maybe somebody yeah it was looking messed up he's like oh god another one of these um travis said that he explained he would explain to lisa when they when he got there which uh makes me wonder what their custody history is because her whole thing was like he here you go with this bullshit again <clears throat> it's three weekends a month and it's not time for you to come get tra- uh chris so you know mama gotta have a life too can you just let us st- live and he's like have you even heard from chris like this is important and he didn't say what emergency it necessarily was right but it was kind of telling that she didn't drop everything right away it makes me wonder if like he's kind of pulled something like this before <clears throat> also makes me wonder why they split true yeah they're covered they're probably gonna cover that too because they stuck together now yeah and, uh, i could i could tell why they're divorced like the communication there was not good <laughs> that's true yeah i mean but like how they get that way you know has he lied about cheating has she um is maddie the reason like who i don't know so many questions i want to answer i imagine it, it is uh madison we're gonna find out okay maybe that's it man and maybe she's like this how you used to lie when you ain't come get his ass before what i don't know um so yeah um she she hangs up the phone with i'll see you next weekend (laughs) even though he tells her i'm on my way right now (laughs) she was like nope don't care click yeah um maddie uh tells alicia to get the bucket and while alicia is like trying to contact uh uh matt um and looking at pictures of matt on her on her mirror and shit how sad yeah but what i noticed when she said get the bucket i was like oh they've been through this detox thing several times with 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 nick right yeah that's like in the first episode when he was talking to travis and he and travis asked him do you mean it and he says i always mean it i mean that tells me he's he's done this several times yeah like they got a detox bucket like yeah and it's you would think they've done this several times they'd have a better bucket yeah that bucket was so small and had handles yeah it was like a, it was like a pail ah. it, maybe it's supposed to remind him of when he was a child on the beach and Aww. using uh <laughs> make, making sand castles and then you could use that bucket to be like remember now you're throwing up in it Aww. um uh but yeah uh so um maddie is like you know trying to make some phone calls to the doctor she can't get through she's leaving messages she said uh alicia's like 
the phone phone circuit phones are going up and down she's like it's just like after earthquakes the circuits are overloaded all right we could have massive amount of people calling in and calling out which is weird because like at that point i'm like maybe alicia does get it because at least she knows some kind of emergency is happening right because she's like yeah it's just like after an earthquake which is a pretty big thing to say for la but then later on she does things where i'm like oh maybe she doesn't really get it yet um or maybe because she realized how fucked up it is she's like i gotta go see matt but whatever um but then i kept thinking about it because she started asking these really pointed questions like how you gonna get some drugs how you gonna get some drugs how what are we gonna do he's gonna be impossible to take us with us like this and then finally maddie's like okay i gotta leave i'm gonna go get some drugs i'll figure it out and she doesn't tell alicia where she's going but she does say i gotta go and you watch them and i start thinking i wonder if alicia said all that shit to get her to leave the house like we don't have drugs here you flush my vicodin uh for my when i got my tooth uh worked on right so, she's like i got all the drugs at the house yeah so she's like you gotta go get some drugs so maybe she was thinking even at that moment like if i can just get out the house i can leave too mm. um so yeah anyway uh my favorite part about this scene is that maddie has realized uh new year new rules because she makes up her mind to go steal from the school right then mm-hmm. yeah. that, that makes me think maybe like she's taking some office supplies before right <laughs> some toilet tissue i started looking around their house like mm, you know what that ruler could have came from the school supply closet right them scissors are looking kind of schoolish yeah that's a real nice paper cutter that eraser you got there ma'am <laughs> look at that blackboard you got on the wall yeah Where'd that come from? <laughs> that, that, why is that in the house why is <laughs> that, dry erase in the house that number two pencil yeah um but we already saw that she's not one you know she's not above skirting the rules like when she caught tobias with a fucking knife yeah she just hid it in her drawer and said yeah go to class right uh it looked like he had 72 cent in there all right go ahead (laughs) so she heads out and like i said clearly she's decided fuck the rules it's time to steal um and um travis is on the road to uh go see his family his ex-family and uh we saw a cop who was stealing all the water and donuts from 7-eleven right in the trunk of his cop car and a bl- it was so desperate and such you know the end of times was so close that a black woman actually asked the cop for help and uh, i mean now it's not too past too far past the end of times because he didn't help her you know what i'm saying so it's not like the ah! it's not like the apocalypse had started yet he just was like uh she was like what's going on he was like bitch mind your business and put two <laughs> more two more things of water in the trunk and then she was like well fuck you then i don't know what i was thinking i was like right what were you thinking cops are terrible and it's lapd so you know they wasn't helping oh uh, and you but you know what I, the way travis looked at him he was like you know something like he was like i ain't put all the pieces together but he's like you done seen some of the same shit i done seen travis saw that man had 75 boxes of krispy kreme and then 40 jugs of water right he was like yo as is hauling out of town so i know i need to be leaving too maddie walks into school metal detector goes off maybe she was packing some heat i don't know maybe she had a knife maybe she just did put a purse around i don't know but um she knew right where to go to get them drugs i tell you that much man she went to the principal's office and got the key uh mm-hmm. <laughs> and she went to uh, the crime prevention office oh that's what it was okay oh, the crime prevention no, okay. office because she was about to prevent some crimes 
isn't that funny that you go to the crime prevention office to start some crime is yeah. she went in there and the floor looked like somebody had taped uh, tape, like taped around she walked over there she was like oh is it common to have like yellow tape or the outline somebody body on the floor yeah i don't know you know it is la karen yeah you know oh, that's true they, they, they got detectors. that's true they might bring the kids in there but like this could be you yeah i mean keep in mind it makes sense that she would walk right over the chalk outline of a body ah she's like what is it wednesday already um so yeah she got some drugs out of the locker um looking like she had done this a few times she like rigged the locker to open at the top and shit um reached in got her drugs out and right then tobias came in behind her he's getting the shit out of me only kid left at school no he came yeah. back because remember he he got on yeah. the bus and went home he was, that's what i'm saying well okay only kid in the school though is right. what i'm saying it's just her and tobias <laughs> right everybody's gone and the, uh, kid, the kid who said there's strength in numbers goes to the abandoned school yes maybe he meant strength in number of cans because he was there ah, to get the some of that sweet sweet cafeteria goodness mm. i can't blame him for that mm, no hell no man pizza burnt squares for days yes because he was smart because he was like and he was he had been scouting the place because he knew where the food was he knew how to stock up he you know he'd been on the message boards and he was like shit about to go down mm-hmm. and i want to be sure i'm safe because i know that uh the food in the refrigerator ain't gonna last um so i i get the feeling that tobias doesn't have any food in his refrigerator yeah me too the possibility to do maddie said something about his mom not being back yet like it's either it's one or two things for tobias either he's a latchkey kid with parents that just ain't shit or his parents are like doomsday preppers there's no in between like (laughs) yeah kid like that like he's he's fucked up one way or the other like i said you gotta be fucked up to adjust to the zombie apocalypse right away and i think tobias is proving that so um and while that makes him a great character for this show can you imagine if really it was just the power went out for 24 hours like tobias would have caught like three bodies you know what i mean by the time power came back on everybody would be like tobias is eating people what is what is going on that's true and and didn't when he see her didn't he immediately ask for that butter knife i was just gonna say that uh he asked for that knife back he was like well can i have my knife back um no, that's that's the only knife he has apparently yes they couldn't cut paper right he could have really gone with some scissors from any classroom and, <laughs> and it'd been sharper <laughs> um so uh alicia looks outside at the cruiser's birthday party it says it's her party she'll cry if she wants to i caught that she's a cold piece of work y'all <coughs> and that girl's only pl- turning nine okay um and so uh nick is you know chilling on the couch and shit and she decides i can't take this no more i got to go check on matt and nick's like but i'm gonna die mama not here right you promised he was like she was like i don't give a fuck man i gotta check on matt and he's like please this is you know he's begging her he's like you don't know what i had to do you don't know what it's like out there you know i thought he's about to be like i killed galvin damn it You'll never be a manager at McDonald's now. Ever. 
um so uh she walks out anyway mm-hmm. and uh he goes into a seizure and she comes back when she hears him hit the floor seizing up and she's taking care of him keeping the vomit keeping his head sideways so he doesn't choke to death but she also was clearly like pissed the fuck off mm-hmm. like she was taking care of him but it's kind of like really right now motherfucker you gotta almost die Ugh, i hate you which i get because like for her this isn't her first rodeo right so she's just like your problem is now my fucking problem you're a drug addict and you're constantly bringing his family down um and and i wonder how long he's been an addict like how like because she's younger than he is yeah so i wonder if like maybe she was like 12 years old having to do this shit like that's that's tougher than being like 16 and having to do it right because it's not like they've been through this a many times so a lot of her youth who has been brought up with him lying and saying that he was gonna get well and better and then back and forth and um remember on the first episode they were saying we can find somebody that, that that will accept him and yeah so you know they've been around this rodeo several times um you know i just realized we got this far and i haven't done the show introduction to say that this is the blackout tips and official weapon ah! and, oh well you guys should know about now right it's been an hour um wait, wait. this this is what yeah <laughs> most, the most important part about all that shit is that it's day 260 that Bobby Smurder has been locked up in jail okay guys uh-huh, um, glad you care anyway back to the show um so um yeah so she's taking care of him and she, you know she was gonna leave him there to die and he passed out or he had a seizure and she stayed um Lee, finally Travis shows up to Lisa's house Lisa is on 10 already mm-hmm and he just came by to save her life and her son but she don't give a fuck because she was supposed to go to the club that night and her plans are now getting fucked up because of him right and uh from their conversation he basically was like hey have you been watching news watching tv nope she been studying until two in the morning karen she ain't got time on no fucking tv right she was like i'm a single working mom mm-hmm. who has the fucking time to be on alert about shit here's my thing i like about her about this scene she is pissed at him at travis and she's giving him so much fucking like attitude about this he could not be less bothered like he is just like that's cool for when the zombie apocalypse isn't on i would love to argue with you about the merits of this shit right now i don't but it's, it's zombie apocalypse time and we need to go save our son and i appreciate that because too often in shows like this they will go through the fucking stupid argument and you're right. like that's not how you would react to something you know, it's like if you told me there's a bomb that's gonna blow up in your house in five minutes and i come in and karen's got an attitude yeah i don't give a fuck whatever yeah yeah yeah. you're right you're right let's right. go get, get your ass to moving and yeah. it wasn't until she seen her son on tv that she was like oh shit no he called her from his phone from oh, her phone okay that's how that happened uh, john you were gonna say something sorry uh yeah i, I it's kind of like uh when you know you're right like you don't even want to do the argument like yes. you just let the other person yell and then you can just be like yeah i'm right and so i feel like he he knows that he's right that there's some shit going on so he doesn't even care to yes. argue with her like he already won because yes. he knows he's right it's like when nina thinks something's gonna happen on the strain but you already know that it ain't gonna happen that way and you just have to be like yeah you i know you're mad about what how how it went down but i was right last week you know what i'm saying that is exactly what happened there he pulled a john is what i like to call that 
and he just let her be mad and was like that's cool i'm talking about saving our son's life so you know when you're done running i'll be in the truck you know what i mean so i, mean, I, I don't truck. recall that ever happening so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i just want to be clear that i didn't say that yeah I, yeah you you've never been right about anything that nina was mad about i know um i didn't say that oh okay all right uh so <laughs> <laughs> my goal is to get john in trouble that's why I, I want like the next episode of the strain review to be like contentious uh anyway so, <laughs> i heard you talking about me john. right well that bullshit you said um anyway so uh travis is basically like look this is really important uh and you know chris answers the phone for his mom and is right. like who wouldn't even have called him by the way that's so fucked up anyway answers the phone for his mom is like what dad what are you doing on the phone he's like where are you at and he's like i'm down to protest they shot a homeless dude right and he's like yeah man i know you want to be down with zombie lives matter and shit but <laughs> yes, he's, at this point his son is like fight the power i'm here i'm i'm here yeah he's like at this point though i really need to know where you at and he didn't say where he was at but lisa turned on the tv and they were finally covering the rally because apparently they were there to probably you know what's funny they should have turned on the rally on like cnn or whatever and it should have been don lemon lying on the people like and it's gonna be black people riding as you can see i can ah. smell marijuana right here in the streets there's a song, strong odor of cocaine as i believe ah, a lot ah, of roided ah. a lot of cocaine up uh aggressive negroes are about to take to the city streets <laughs> don lemon really wants to know if you find the word walker offensive. yeah do you uh yes <laughs> what's more offensive this and it's just like a, a zombie's uh like a bullet in a zombie's head or this and it's like the word walker uh but yeah so ah. uh she's like oh i know what street that is let's go so so chris's little uh the chris's little deception lasted a, a hot 10 seconds his mom was like uh so eighth and delancey all right let's do this that's where we going and all of a sudden all that argument went out the window when it came to go get her child it was so cool that they started working together and i don't think they started working together because travis's weird explanation of the shootings Mm -hmm. it's all connected Mm -hmm. i think they started working together because she was like how dare my motherfucking son try to act like he ain't gonna come home when i tell his ass to and that is a gene and just a, a a process in a mom that you don't want to activate and he Ooh, hit that switch no you don't because i'm trying to tell you uh that's when you will find out no matter what race your mama is how fucking crazy or insane she can be about you because the unrealistic will come out because she will come in her bedroom slippers and her hair tied up in her bathrobe bring her ass out there and be like you yeah you i don't care about nobody else but you better bring your ass with me right now yeah you don't tell your mama you ain't coming home dog you ain't gonna do what yeah. i'll come to you then yeah so she she uh she was like let's go i know where his ass is at um and they leave um and i love that so tobias is uh having small chat in the cafeteria with uh mrs h mrs h uh is it mrs h yeah mrs h as he likes to call her um which uh you know which is funny um or mrs c is what he calls her yeah i think that last name is clark or something yeah because it reminds me of happy days yeah and it sounds a little bit like mrs e when he <laughs> says like mrs z and i'm like okay all right well he's like 
uh talks about knowing nick who was a senior when he was there as a freshman which makes me think how old is tobias because he still looks like a freshman to me right um and he's like yeah we can get some uh uh he's like you here to get those drugs for nick and sounds like everybody knows about his infamous drug problem Mm-hmm. and uh he's like you know he was cool when i was here she was like well he's a nice kid he's a good kid um they go in the back he says cafeteria food lasts to like three thousand days and he says good he she found a stash of drugs because looters gonna hit pharmacies first then gunshots then grocery stores because tobias be knowing right right pretty sure tobias has read the walking dead and seen the tv show before. Nah, his pants are on the doomsday prepper show yeah i I think he's just i think he knows robert kirkman i think that's what's happening (laughs) how the fuck you know all these spoilers all right um so uh he told her to to get some food too say you should stock up too miss mrs c and she said no we have food and i was like you're not ready yet maddie Mm -mm. you just don't know (laughs) stop yeah go ahead she was was judging him so hard yeah right i'm not poor like i have food in my house she's like what <laughs> i'll stop by whole foods on the way home right and he, and he looking like bitch i just told you the power gonna go out everything gonna go to shit and you was like we good yeah i'll go by the farmer's market then damn <laughs> um so yeah tobias is about to get all the sloppy joes um for days that he can all the, all the stewed tomatoes <laughs> all the cream corn all the green beans all the jello all the jello that's it all the llama beans tobias is eating the sloppy joes and she's like she's all about trader joes yeah she's about trader joes Uh yes uh so um meanwhile the cruises are singing happy birthday outside as uh alicia is cleaning up her brother's vomit from the ground and he thanks her and then she tells him i hate you <clears throat> but it's kind of that's fair yes yeah. <laughs> and it was kind of a like with affection I, I know it sounds weird to say but yeah it wasn't a complete total like i actually literally do hate you, you but know, it was like i don't want you to die but anytime you're cleaning up someone's vomit you're going to hate them it's a natural reaction right it's 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 she kind of doesn't want to hate him but she yeah. does and i feel like like she doesn't like the fact that he's become a person that she hates yeah and he's very inconvenient to her life just in general and you know i remember she was bummed out last week and her boyfriend matt knew to say like is it because you saw your brother you always get like this after you see your brother so he just brings out this negative thing that she's trying to avoid dealing with him you know and then the power went out in that scene i didn't notice that the first time i watched it but Mm -hmm. it flickered didn't it Yeah. yeah well it went it went out in the house you know um and then tobias uh says the desert will be safer because things fall apart now back at the school and uh maddie goes they're gonna contain it and tobias says the same day that was supposed to warn us right and i was like tobias got bars tell her tobias yeah because you he really he basically said remember bitch remember how i stared you on my way home yeah there's a reason i'm back for my knife and you about to give it to me right because i was i was right the first week okay um but yeah uh they so they go and hear like a zombie sound and they walk into the room with no weapons by the way and turns out it's just principal obama's intercom system 
right where he like nsa spies on teachers and shit right he probably had an own tur- all turned on so he could hear what's happening in the classrooms and uh there's a zombie sound and they realize it's coming from one of the rooms and now they hurriedly start leaving a can falls off the uh the little right uh, cart thing that they have right and she was like leave that shit she said leave it tobias got that can i rewound it yes he did he <laughs> picked that bitch up he was like mm, them, them was beats baby it's like my man witch you like not, <laughs> not chef boy rd that's coming with me right if that was spaghetti if that was uh the uh, those were like the knockoff spaghettios maybe it's like the same spaghetti <laughs> rings that daryl ate yeah uh, yes when- <laughs> he's like i got to have these man um so um Artie shows up in the hallway and maddie forgets every lesson she learned with calvin and says Artie, can you hear me are you okay uh Artie, are you okay Artie, are you okay didn't are you see, okay Artie? and didn't they see him from the back when he was already bleeding and no shit? they saw him already bleeding and his head was kind of cocked down and he was shuffling his feet so right and, and remember i think tobias had never quote-unquote seen one because yeah. i think then he asked her yeah he asked her he was like have you seen one and she lied it was like no yeah and he goes uh Artie goes she goes Artie, can you hear me tobias is actually trying to get back into the door and he can't and he's like he can't <laughs> hear you you know he can't right so he's like bitch i have i been wasting my motherfucking breath for the last like couple of uh I- scenes i've been telling you it's real like the zombie apocalypse is here and you here you go talking to this motherfucker that obviously got zombie eyes and the zombie lean and zombie shovel feet and he bleeding <laughs> i'm sorry miss c this is for real yeah i'm sorry miss c yes <laughs> um so yeah second week in a row maddie almost got bit because Artie almost tried to bite her and uh second week in a row that a kid had to come in and do the job for her as uh tobias stabbed uh the prince uh, principal obama already in his uh right shoulder which of course has no effect oh no now with, now with that dull ass knife totally reminds me of like how i could be a badass at call of duty but i would be terrible with a real gun right because i'm sure in his mind tobias stabbed the principal in the face and won and that was what was gonna happen oh, yeah he had walked through this a hundred times he probably does knife prep in his backyard yep stabbing like soft pillows with that fucking (laughs) dull ass knife and uh in real life it was not like it seems on tv is it so then he tried to stab Artie in the head and ta-da that knife is too dull that shit said dink yeah (laughs) i was like i was like well he went for the head but because that shit's so dull and you have to think too you have to have strength and you, a lot of people got to remember with uh, The Walking Dead, they've been doing this for a while. You know, they were stronger, the techniques. This is like the first, probably the first time he fucking tried to stab anything. Well, those zombies are also older. Right. More, more decayed. Like a fresh zombie probably got a pretty strong skull. Right, right. Know? Especially if it first turns. So you're not going to be able just to stab it real quick because you, I think you're stabbing through something that hadn't started decaying yet. Yep so uh principal obama you, could, oh, go you ahead. tell though like like tobias like all he's been lifting is like his core <laughs> yeah so, <laughs> yeah he's like I was, I was kind of offended that they got the fat kids stealing all the food he's like, like was, uh this is a little bit heavier than my video game controller 
um, like maybe i should have hit the gym a couple times before i decided to do this shit um so then uh principal obama falls on top of uh tobias and he's getting ready to bite him and uh in what feels like forever right uh maddie is looking around for something to get the principal off of tobias and she finally finds a fire extinguisher and beats him down with the she, fire extinguisher she had to hit him several times she she hit him he was like oh bitch you thought that i'm going for food yeah it's just like in you know and obviously being reasonable if you just told me like right now find something in this room to kill somebody with it might take a second right you because know your mind isn't built to automatically think that way yeah and then second of all um it like they filmed it for dramatic effect to make it seem long right because like it felt like two minutes but it was really when you go back and watch it, it's like 30 seconds anyway she kills him and uh right at that point i said hmm the zombie apocalypse virus is racist that is the third black cast member <laughs> gone <laughs> we done got matt calvin and now this motherfucker <laughs> when the show started like you look at it and you're like oh this is a great diverse cast right but now it's like <laughs> it's getting less and less diverse yeah every episode hey nick and his family better watch they back dog i mean travis and his family better watch they back because it's about to be nick maddie and april left well, I mean, we got that barbershop. I mean, come the on. Salazar's. Oh yeah, we will get yeah. to them. Yeah. So, uh, Chris, uh, they finally meet up with Chris, and I just gotta say, there's a low key ethnic mama moment in this that I don't know if everybody saw. If you didn't have the caption on, uh, when they roll up on Chris, Lisa goes, "Christopher James Manawa." <laughs> <laughs> she was like, she said his full government, like motherfucker, uh-huh. and I was like, yep that's why your ass needed to come home right she was like you made me come all the way out here and something something that was really neat i think they showed this before they got there when they were showing like the riots and people interacting with the cops somebody actually stuck their middle finger up yep i was like oh this oh they're keeping it real huh just watch that nwa movie can um (laughs) so the uh cops are there and there's this big scene and there's all zombie lives matter zombie lives matter and shit going on and (laughs) he's like uh uh but dad this is what you taught me to do you told me with dad we stand up for people i'm just doing what you taught me and he's like that's cool glad you learned that lesson today ain't today though (laughs) texas has those rights this totally this totally different it's about to be a riot my riot sense is single is tingling and this shit is a powder keg and so hazmat I, the the sheet came off of the body of the homeless person and that person was shot in the head mm-hmm. and they had said that person was shot 20 times but clear clear brain shot that kills zombies um then a uh fire department ri- arrives in the fire truck and they come in with hazmat suits so i feel like there's a protocol going on in the background to handle this shit because it's so widespread at this point because why else would the fire department know to show up in hazmat already that and this is for the fact that they didn't want panic so you know everybody's been like hey y'all been having this we because like tobias says been happening across all these fucking states so you know it's one of those things where people had kind of prepared for it and um 
they realize hey if this happens we already know we got just like the hospital was prepared Mm -hmm. you know it's one of things where like you say this is slow in the background where it's been spreading and people like in the healthcare and all that shit knew um but like if you wouldn't privy to know you didn't know what the fuck was happening or going on yeah yeah um but anyway i just thought it was interesting because they showed up with hazmat already right so they was ready yeah um and of course I see, and oh, i saw that is just yet another connection to breaking bad oh yeah they <laughs> they showed up they were going they had i noticed some blue meth fell out of one of the fire department's pockets and i said hmm uh, will that come back we'll see yeah um one of the hazmat dudes had those two walking sticks and i think it was walter jr but we'll see uh, um so yeah the hazmat people showed up um and of course he go to police making shit worse uh coming around the corner the ferguson pd department decided to show up in la uh full <laughs> full riot, riot gear yes they did <clears throat> which uh they were just short of tanks yeah uh so then uh there was one girl walking towards the police officer with the zombie shuffle and a female police officer put two in her put her down and yeah. everybody ran yes they did because if they are killing innocent white women that are unarmed they'll kill anybody that's the last thing ah shit just got real yeah it did shit got so real in that moment so that so that so that fighting for the cause ended for their child right yeah well yeah everybody well they were already headed the other way anyway but everybody else is like oh shit they're shooting white women and then just people running everywhere (laughs) Um, i ain't got no business head in yeah i couldn't even tell that she was a zombie she looked like a just a goth person to me she didn't even have rings on her eyes she just Mm-mm, she was just shuffling and moving slow yeah she could have just been having like a, a ecstasy trip or something and they was like no nope. bitch you dead right yeah, she was just walking the same way nick was after he got hit by that car yeah i mean why didn't he get shot um and of course this ferguson pd was there all hell broke loose um yeah. now my favorite scene in this whole thing lasted about five seconds but it is it it made this episode classic for me we see as they run down the street of shops they're looking for a place to hide they cut to the inside of one of these shops and there is an older latino man who just finished giving a brother a haircut and the brother looks in the mirror and checks his lineup out like "Mm, i'm looking good and then he looks outside like wonder what's going on out there and then he leaves and i just thought only black people gonna be fly in the zombie apocalypse that edge up gonna be nice he like if i turn to a zombie this edge up is forever though yes it is you see what i'm saying like i can't be the ugly zombie like i don't be a zombie with my fucked up haircut like you know that's happened before like we just haven't covered that story because we've been following so ah. the people in the south but you know in like new york city it's gotta be people like look at that zombie edge up dog who cut that shit you know what i'm saying yeah, like mama, i ain't gonna have my mom embarrassed in the zombie apocalypse right uh so yeah he's like uh i got these hot dates zombies or not and uh you know and what, what was funny to me is there was already a lot of commotion outside anyway mm-hmm so he must have walked in there and be like, I need to hurry up and get a haircut, though, because I don't know when the power coming back. Uh, <laughs> let me get tight. Uh, so, yeah, he, uh, he he does that. And I noticed the name on the door was Salazar Cuts. No Z. Hmm. No Z. He, he missed the perfect opportunity for a Z there 
and maybe he doesn't want to be known for serving the the urban community he don't want to be known as being too street uh or you know as karen said 21 and dominoes for uh a title of a title of a bond movie that doesn't exist uh although i do take it back karen i found out a way to work it in to my puns for for 007 okay uh it could be domino seven i like that domino domino seven um so there I we see go. that yeah dice another day there you go. i like that too yes <laughs> domino seven dice another day uh so you were right i was wrong anyway uh his zalazar's wife was up in there staying prayed up and uh the family travis and 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 by the family travis chris and lisa his old family they're like can we come in here and stay uh my wife is pregnant uh she's a virgin and jesus Ah. has given her this baby (laughs) you know what i realized about that old man uh the the barbershop owner what? You can tell that barbershop was on the bad side of town because he was already ready to shut shit down. Because he was like, when the brother was like, my hair was like, you got to go. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. And he was like, we is closed. And yep. he was about to, about to uh, put that uh, metal thing down so they couldn't bust bottles. So obviously it's been riots there in the past before that he, he survived. Mm-hmm. He's like, it's like, you don't got to go home, but you got to get the hell out of my barbershop. You're like, right? I was here when Rodney King got beat up. Okay. I'm That's locking, what it looked like. Yeah. I'm locking my shit down early and putting black owned on the front so ah. he goes to uh close the door travis and them beg their way in he lets them come in um travis walks right past the part of the shop that is the shop and right into the back which is the part for the family because they live in the shop okay. yep and griselda and uh i forget the guy's name actually i need to look it up but um salazar the the male the man salazar the guy who lives there he's like um hey man am i say you go back there what you doing right like that walking through my house basically yeah now you in my house i said y'all can stay in the shop daniel that's his name daniel's like i said y'all can stay in the shop man now if you need a nice edge up i got you ah but other than that you stay the fuck away from my from my shit i keep the tv on univision 24 7 right. you will deal with it because i don't know you dog mm-hmm. the international symbol for stay the fuck out of here is a beaded curtain Everybody it is that. a beaded curtain ah! and he violated the beaded curtain yeah, rule. yes he did for those of you that don't know don't pass through the beaded curtains right um so i can maybe travis doesn't know maybe he's not familiar with beads like that he's like oh you guys must be fans of stevie wonder's braids too and he just walked in i know like it's deeper than that travis um so uh they cut back to maddie and uh there was like a radio report i heard in the background because she's dropping off tobias and it said local neighborhood watch programs are being established in many areas throughout the city and i my first thought was funny this is the first time i thought about it katrina I wonder how much the writers from this show studied or learned from Katrina at some point because that says a lot about how Americans react to disaster and how divisive it can be and how high the stakes can be and how uh, fucked up things can get very quickly. Right. Um, and it would be interesting if they if those neighborhood watches have some of the same issues they had in Katrina where some of it was rich people trying to protect their neighborhood from poor people. Mm-hmm some some people found out their neighbors were racist that way right you know some people um were in 
more dangerous areas than others and it was just people trying to protect their property and shit rather than trying to help their neighbors and all that stuff like these are the reasons that i wanted to see this era of time and not just skip forward to rick's time because there's a lot of humanity and lack of humanity in these moments yes it is Where you really find out what kind of person somebody is um and i and i like seeing that and i want to see the transition of even the quote-unquote good people to the bad people you know um i can't remember if it's from the comic or from the um or from the tv show but i just remember there's like this moment where the survivors realize nobody's left that's good right you know they're just like we're the good people now and it's morally relative because we have done fuck shit for a while now Mm -hmm. anyway so uh maddie asked tobias did he want to stay with them he was like first of all i ain't even getting none of my cans thanks for that oh he was hot he was hot about having to leave that food second of all he was like um ain't your son a drug addict don't you need to be helping him because i don't want a drug addict in my zombie apocalypse team i'm sorry ma'am and he turned it down and left he's like i already cleaned up my mom's vomit i don't need to clean up somebody else yeah this is too much okay uh travis got the same um window policy as my grandma during the storm i found out shut all the windows yes no not shut all the windows chris was looking out the windows of the shop oh and he made chris get away from the windows of the shop right and then he went to the windows of the shop i hate that <laughs> oh my grandma was used to do that to me man come away from that window it's storming i'm like but well, that's where all the interesting shit is happening outside in the storm she's like no it's lightning boy and i go sit down turn off the tv and shit and then she goes stand by the window looking outside i'm like so the lightning ain't gonna hit you <laughs> she's like i'm gonna hit you if you don't shut your mouth <laughs> that is true you know my grandmama you know what you know? i know my mama <laughs> oh okay let's check and see if you know somebody named peg man like anyway um so yeah he uh came away from the window then travis went and looked out the window and then lisa was like can you just tell me what the fuck is happening and he was being cri- really cryptic he's like i've seen things and some stuff and some shit right <laughs> i've been in the shit man because it sounds insane to people who hadn't experienced it it just sounds like he's a fucking lunatic he's like i've seen what people do mm-hmm. and what they don't do and they don't die and i just think we need to be very far away from that and then she was like okay it's like wilford brimley in cocoon it's like they never grow old and they never die yeah she's like all, all right <laughs> then uh that's okay uh at least she was listening this time though because before she was just like mama gotta have a life too <clears throat> uh maddie gets home alicia tells her that um nick had a seizure she says he went grand mall on me <clears throat> which i didn't know what that meant but i went and looked it up what do you mean it's a seizure a grand mall seizure oh, it's also is known as a generic tonic clonic seizure uh features a loss of consciousness and violent muscle contractions this type of seizure most people picture when they think about seizures in general it's caused by abnormal electrical activity throughout the brain most of the time it's caused by epilepsy in some cases it's triggered by other health problems such as extremely low blood sugar high fever or shock or stroke uh many people who have had a grand mal seizure will never have another one 
however some people need daily anti-seizure medications to control and prevent the future grand se- mild seizure hmm. so we don't know that that's necessarily a symptom symptom of the detox he may just he may have these seizures on the reg anyway okay like we yeah. don't know if it's just oh it's because he's detoxing or if it's because he has a history of yeah, having seizures right but you know he said something in a second though that kind of alludes to you know maybe it wasn't but at any rate that's what the, that's what that definition is right so um maddie tries to hide the blood on her jacket uh and then she gives travis a little bit of the oxycontin to which he perked right up also noticed that he perked up on the couch and started listening to hear the sound of her emptying the bottle maybe trying to hear how many were in there i don't know mm-hmm. but that was some real crackish type behavior he was like drugs i'm up i'm up. i'm good now i don't need to throw up put the bucket away um <clears throat> and maddie gave him a couple and he was like so how much did you get and she was like we just gonna ration them out no don't worry about that shit and she started kind of giving him the look like am i gonna have to flush these drugs and then he said uh uh alicia tried to leave and i was like "Mm, he's changing the topic uh because he knew that it was probably gonna have a it was gonna get a little tense there for a second it was uh he ain't slick anyway he said i stopped her from leaving not yet so now like is the seizure fake I know. I think he purposely did that. I think you know because he had already so been throwing up. So you say he purposely did that? <clears throat> do you think he purposely induced a seizure, or do you think he faked a seizure? It, it does matter. To I, me. I think he faked one. I, you okay. know, because he's been throwing up, and I think <clears throat> that he may have induced or made himself throw up, or either he was in the process of throwing up, and instead of turning, he just turned up and just made it go back down. So Alicia Bay said, "Grandma" as more of a slang term, like right oh uh, this motherfucker went all grandma on me and shit right. you know what i'm saying and like <clears throat> and i do believe he has had a history of seizures so he re- he his, he he may have responded or jerked his body like he was having a seizure mm. to make her come back in the house okay i think he actually faked what about it. you john well when i watched it i thought him saying that he he stopped her meant that that he purposely faked it mm. but I, I read an interview with the showrunner mm. who said that it was not fake. That it was it, it was something that I mean, I from the showrunner's explanation, I feel like it was something that he made happen, but he didn't fake it. Like okay, like he he, he started it, but he didn't know it was going to go to that extent. I think mm-hmm. like he got really excited trying to get her to not leave, and that triggered the seizure to happen in himself i don't think he intentionally made that happen and the showrunner said it wasn't fake so i think like that's what that's what i think we're supposed to think given what the showrunner said mm. and he said that uh what nick was doing when he told maddie that was like he was manipulating her and i think that made sense like he was mm. he was trying to get on her good side by saying that okay. he stopped her when when really it was it was it wasn't anything that he did purposely to stop her Mm, that makes sense um <clears throat> so yeah you had that moment um uh and so maddie goes into the bathroom and she starts trying to clean off she takes the drugs out put it on the counter she starts cleaning off her blood off her jacket and she finally breaks down and cries which you know i remember seeing someone tweet earlier about well she's kind of killed two people that she knew 
and been really okay about it and when when she had this moment you know i didn't even go back to look at that person's account but i was like the showrunners obviously thought of that because <laughs> uh, she was crying because you know she killed artie and calvin and she almost got bit twice um right and it's one of those things where when you're the type when you have a personality where you try to be strong for everybody else mm -hmm. she waited till she got alone if you realize that it wasn't right she didn't break down in front of everybody she didn't you know uh show her i don't want to say weaknesses but it's one of those things where she was like okay i'm alone i can actually have time to myself yes or or maybe that was just her favorite jacket that's what i kept thinking too ah <laughs> they ruined my jacket i was like that is a sweet ass jacket <laughs> that and members only but then we have to remember too like she probably does feel like she killed people because she doesn't know that they're already dead like she doesn't know that uh, she probably does feel like she's killing people when she's doing this mm -hmm. like she doesn't know that she's maybe maybe even helping them by by killing them mm-hmm uh maybe i don't know i she just didn't seem okay with it that's what i'm saying like and i mean it, you would decompress i think at some point because her life you know drug addict son <clears throat> acting up and killed calvin and Artie. matt's dying your kids won't listen to you your husband boyfriend whatever he is is with his ex right now and they and their child you know and then she got a call from travis right in the middle of this and i like that she was still kind of crying when they talk because you know i guess she can be a little bit a week week around travis like it's okay right. you know what i mean you don't have to pull the strong act on me all the fucking time mm -mm. and um <clears throat> she was basically saying um you know uh uh how things are going on her end and he was telling her that they were trapped and the fucking explosion went off she's like tell me what's going on he's like everything's fine um i'm okay uh then it looked like the cell phone service died so i guess that was the end of that conversation mm. i couldn't i couldn't tell if it like i don't think he hung up no it, like and, it just and, went out and they did an overshot and you seen grids dropping off okay yeah so yeah like 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 i forgot what scene it was but yeah. like they was transitioning and you know you seen <clears> the city lit then you seen like three or four pieces of the grid just go down and the rest just lit mm-hmm and Tobias be knowing he was like, "Look, power yeah. getting ready to go out, dog." Yeah, that was funny because then they cut. They should every time something happens like this, they should always cut to a scene of Tobias being like, "I told y'all, <laughs> right?" And just cut back to the regular action, <laughs> just drinking tea. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not even saying a word, just mm -hmm. sipping his tea and looking directly into the camera. Um. So, <laughs> so then uh, Maddie opens the bathroom door, and uh, April April is there with a jacket on standing and then she sees maddie and then she sits down i think i mean alicia i think alicia was trying to sneak out yeah yeah like it like i looked at it twice to be like maybe i'm tripping but they both made eye contact it looked like she got caught doing something she had no business doing and then she fucking sits down like oh okay well uh, guess that. i won't be going out right now and then she asked uh maddie a question like that like tell me what's going on and I was like, hmm, that's weird. I thought Maddie was going to be like, the fuck you think you going, dog? I don't think she was alert that that's what she was doing. But, yeah, I think she was trying to sneak out. I told you she's going to try to go back to see that boy. <clears throat> yeah. 
um and so they before she could tell her what's going on which i by the way i do hate when tv shows do this if that's one drawback of this episode that's probably it for me if she's just like tell me what's going on and she's like okay let me tell you everything right now in this next second my next sentence i promise will be the entire truth that oh something's going on outside and then they like look outside (laughs) and uh it looks like pete uh pete from earlier peter that was coughing yeah because his car was there with the trunk still open mr dawson has decided to uh that he wants uh some mexican and taco bell ain't open open so <laughs> ah and that lady from earlier talking about her baby's birthday party she make it back inside yeah he was gonna snack on mrs cruz who was trying to put down the uh the bouncy gym or some shit right and she was like pete calm down and he was like our brains and shit i don't know if he bit her or not but oh, she he obviously how do you know that he attacked her but we don't know if she got bit she got up and ran that's true maddie had got attacked by calvin and she lived that's true but i thought she went down again maybe i'm wrong nah and that's not how fast it works anyway that's not how it would happen if she did get bit anyway she what i noticed is she ran off but uh alicia went to go help her right and maddie stood in front of the door said no Mm -mm. (coughs) this is what you ain't gonna do so maddie is already at the next level uh she leveled up to the uh the days of helping people is over yeah like fuck them yeah <laughs> i don't know if you've noticed but those people live at 717 spooner street right and this is 714 so so you ain't in these walls dog yeah uh did you get an invite to the party because i didn't uh so then it kind of ends with maddie's face which is like resolute as the door is closed behind her and uh miss cruz is becoming a scooby snack yes she is this is gonna be interesting because he's gonna try to explain i gotta finish she's gonna try to explain to her but she's a teenager she's gonna act like she you don't know what the hell she's talking about because she's never seen it before like everybody in the house has seen the shit and you know she's thinking it's fake you know and it's gonna be interesting i do i do think she's gonna try to sneak out like mm. a fool okay well uh they're off next week because of labor day so uh what are you looking forward to uh two weeks from now john uh i want to see because i i don't think that i mean i think it's all signs point toward travis and maddie never seeing each other again Mm. and i mean i don't know how i feel about that but i i have a feeling that we're gonna see the desert in you know soon like i don't know if they're gonna stay in this in the city all this time i mean maybe mm-hmm. i don't know uh can I, I, I don't know what's i mean uh, the barbershop i guess is gonna be interesting like what's gonna happen there yeah i want to see how many brothers are lined up for cuts outside ah <laughs> no man i heard y'all was still giving haircuts man my boy got mm-hmm. got one before he came up here y'all know Jaden. um karen what about you what you looking forward to uh you know i thought about that too john either they're going to keep them separated or either there's a possibility that they might get back together but the city is so big and you you don't have a mental map as to where he went and where she where she is like their home and where he went to um it could be 30 minutes away it could be an hour away you know you don't know the distance um and the city is large and where he's at is more of a riot type of atmosphere happening 
um and it looks like they're going to end up having to leave that shop mm-hmm. um by the previews so it's going to be interesting so now instead of <clears throat> three of them it's going to be six Mm-hmm. and you know that old man already looking at him like I don't know y'all people and now they're gonna have to it's gonna be interesting to see them survive and have to depend on each other not really knowing each other so now you're gonna see people grouping because see in The Walking Dead you will see people talk about their groups talk about like you it was almost like the aftermath I was the only survivor and all this stuff but now you're gonna see groups start forming and and people start combining and people start turning on each other and all you like like this like you said this is the part we didn't see with with rick yeah so that all a lot of this is going to be interesting and also it's going to be interesting to see how maddie and them three survive because basically she's going to have to be kind of the ringleader mm-hmm. you know and and, and see how strong she's going to be and and if they're going to be forced to leave their home you know that's this is going to be interesting to see where it goes all right all right uh i'm kind of looking forward to uh seeing what happens when we get into some of these neighborhood watch groups right and i want to see what happens with the military if they decide to come in and also i want to see uh what goes on in a bigger city um with you know if they bomb it like they do atlanta like Mm -hmm. just some of that shit is what really what i'm what i'm in line for so uh and I, I think that's something too. Like, the, what's interesting about it being Los Angeles is because it's so spread out. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not Los Angeles is not a city that where they built it upwards; they built it outwards. Unlike you know Atlanta or New York, so like bombing it, they might have to bomb it like four times to get it all. Yeah. Mm. And 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 it was going to be interesting is. Um, when you talk like like people now in The Walking Dead know you avoid large <coughs> cities, you know, because that's what some Rick didn't know, and that's how his horse got ate up because he went in, in the large cities because you know he didn't know, and so it's just gonna be interesting to see like if they sh- if I think they will show the bombing. I'm being optimistic, but it's gonna be interesting to see what happens pre bomb, what happened post bomb, you know, because they showed it in the walking dead, but it was from a distance. It's going to be interesting to see like up close and personal, like what happens mm. and the people immediate reaction, because like I said before, uh, when they saw it, they saw it from a distance and they just seen the city on fire. It's going to be different between that and people actually in the city and running out of the city and leaving the city. Once they start, you know, doing these things. Also, I'm looking forward to seeing which new black people get killed. Mm. I wish new black people they bring in. <laughs> yeah well obviously to bring them in to kill them uh i need to see (laughs) i need to see more black people get killed i mean maybe we can explain why there's not that many black people in the zombie apocalypse land maybe that's because they all dead because they got ate up in the early hours of the zombie apocalypse that would explain a lot then (laughs) you know matt's Matt's parents are gonna come back just for him to eat them yeah oh that was another thing i noticed when they did this one scene where they cut to all the other locations the school uh, the streets they showed riots outside of this barbershop mm-hmm. they showed the outside of matt's house the pair's car was there with an open trunk and the luggage was still standing sitting out in the driveway <gasps> i have no idea so what happened they might actually be there he might have lied no no the car wasn't there when they were there when they when she came in the house earlier when the door was open okay. his parents weren't there okay 
and the car wasn't in the driveway okay but when they did that the, re-clip yeah when they did that clip uh montage at the end it was a very short montage it was there the cars were there the car was there with the oh. with the luggage open with the truck open and the luggage in the driveway so he got a hold of them maybe he did maybe i mean maybe somebody else did who knows maybe they just ran in to, to take care of him because it was right like, oh my god the door's open <clears throat> yeah right, who knows? right you run you come to your home and your door's open you're like oh my child called me he told me he's at home but my door's open and one thing we know for sure is the lapd didn't show up to help so nope. you know uh all right <clears throat> like i said earlier pocket is down which is why i use a store all of our news articles but i do have news articles uh that we can talk about mm-hmm. uh, and uh i don't know that we'll necessarily be able to play guess the race in some of our games because i don't necessarily have those articles anymore but uh we can talk about today's news a bit uh there's not a lot that happened but just a couple things to talk about um kim davis <clears throat> who is the clerk and uh that won't marry the uh gay people uh in her district mm-hmm. she went to jail good yeah i mean some people are saying this will make her a martyr um but uh fuck it then you know what i mean i mean for for the people who she will be a martyr for she's already a martyr Uh, she's already a hero yes that's my point too about this shit is all these politicians are so scared to like fire her or to try to impeach her or whatever and maybe they knew that the judge would take care of it but it's so whack that they're so afraid to speak out because end of the day um the people that don't like you because they like her already they, they, that's already a group that doesn't fuck with you right and they're not going <clears> to <throat> support you anyway yeah and just do the right thing anyway uh, i'm sure she wants to be impeached now though because she's looking forward to a very lucrative career talking on fox news about how she's been persecuted yeah right uh, and all the uh, uh, gofundmes and shit like that yes i'm sure they're gonna start a gofundme to get her out of jail to raise half a billion dollars uh by the way the uh funniest part to me is she's been married four times right. who, who are these guys and not only that she's been married four times but she's been married to the same guy twice with another guy in between and then she like she got pregnant by her third husband while she was married to her first like it's a puzzle her mm-hmm. life is, wow. is something that you have to figure out but she don't you know but you know she needs to do it the lord's way now and keep the gays away from the marriage right and I, y'all gonna mess it up y'all gonna ruin the sanctity of it and so all y'all gays so her position is an elected position like she ran and got the position it is an elected position okay so that's why so you have to impeach her you can't fire her okay and at first i didn't understand i was like well anybody else that was just fine i don't understand this yeah but everybody's scared to even start impeachment proceedings because they're just like oh i don't want anybody to think i'm a bad person for standing up for tolerance and acceptance and equality so i better i better not do that i might not get elected again right and and let the courts take its course uh u.s district court judge david bunning ordered davis the rowan county clerk to be jailed on the contempt charges until she agrees to comply with multiple court orders to issue marriage licenses to same-sex couples the court cannot condone the willful disobedience of its lawfully issued order if you give people the opportunity to choose which orders they follow that's what potentially causes problems 
the judge ordered davis held indefinitely because he did not believe the fi- that fines would be enough to compel her to follow the law because he suspected her supporters would pay those penalties good her, good her office refused to issue a marriage license to a same-sex couple recently as thursday morning uh now five of the six deputy clerks have decided that they will not be losing their jobs right they was like fuck that shit oh we arresting people now i'm good and the one deputy who refused is her 21 year old son nathan uh so we'll see what happens maybe he need to go to jail too right i don't know if anybody's told kim this but uh a lot of gay stuff going on in jail just saying right and i don't I know, know if you don't approve i don't know if you want to be there right and they pay for <coughs> your salary like gay and non-gay money goes towards your paycheck boo boo despite her refusal her office will begin issuing licenses friday morning couples however will be marrying at their own risk it is unclear if the license will be legally valid you want to know what's funny to me oh because the position isn't there to validate it mm-hmm. okay what's funny to me how come none of the five people that obviously don't have the same hang up that she does how come none of them said i'm gonna issue these licenses and i don't give a fuck because they ain't want to lose their jobs and then well i mean she quote unquote don't want to lose her job and she did she's doing she's going something illegal and keeping her job why can't somebody say i'm gonna do something legal and uh you better not fire me because i would have a fucking ace in the whole lawsuit i'm definitely gonna win my lawsuit i'm just following the law right <laughs> like you might lose your shit because you broke the law i'm gonna win my shit because i just came to work and said i'm gonna do my job the right way that's it i do it right i'm but, gonna fuck but but even them doing it it would still stop at her because she would need to sign off yep on and it. i would be right up in her office every day got okay. some more of these gay marriages for you to sign kim <laughs> they they will be piling up too. As, as you notice it says peter and john so uh you want me to sign it for you you got this right Lori and rebecca just got married dog I mean, yeah. you better start signing off on them papers you're gonna get behind can you go ahead and stamp these ahead of time and i'll fill the names in afterwards what, right you, just put your seal of approval on it what you don't trust me <laughs> um so yeah the uh deputy clerks would have issued marriage licenses the same sex couples were too afraid of her to disagree that's what they said <clears throat> so like i said none of them were brave I, I i stand by my original statement none of them was no they were too afraid of her i would have been like fuck you what you gonna do to me you gonna fire me and right. make me the richest man in this fucking penny ass town thanks because right, i'm gonna sue the county to sit in you i dance up out that bitch oh i'm getting paid oh i call my lawyer on the way out <laughs> take that case surely she did it you was right get, get the paperwork ready <clears throat> uh so yeah man she went to jail people had jokes about it and shit um you know her dumb ass son uh still you know fighting the, the good fight um her lawyer says that he compared her to a jew under the nazis what what in, what in the the camp set um they're locking her up they're beating her where the gas why doesn't she oh go ahead john i mean i don't think she's been putting in the ovens i mean i haven't seen that yet nope (coughs) well they do have showers in jail so maybe they made her take a shower gas you guys don't know showers no no showers of water i mean but it's still you can compare two showers it's still a shower 
that she didn't want to take that's Here. true it's just yeah. like nazism here's our uh here's a comment i mean here's our lawyer's comments she just resigned why hasn't she well here's the reason why she's been a 27 year employee of this uh, clerk's office she was elected by the people of rowan county they want her there they put her there if they don't want her there then they can remove her there have been no efforts to remove her and frankly if there was She'd probably be able to win the governor's seat right now rather than just a clerk of Rowan County. She has no aspirations for that, but she's there to do a duty, a job, and uh, the job duty was changed. You know, throughout the history of the 27 years she was there, throughout the history of Kentucky, the history of America, the history of the world, no time was there ever a job duty for clerks to issue same-sex marriage licenses. There was no such thing. So two months ago, all that changed. Now, should she just simply walk away from that? Well, what's going to happen if she does? It's not just the clerk. It's every other position. Does that mean that if you're Christian, don't apply here? If you're a Jew, you've you got to get... What happened in Nazi Germany? What happened there first? They removed the Jews from government public employment. Then they stopped uh, patronizing them in their private businesses. And then they continued to stigmatize them. Then they were the problems... Then they killed them. I mean, the fact of the matter is she has a right to this uh, employment, and you don't lose your constitutional liberties just because you're employed by the government. Matt Staver with us today from Liberty Council. <clears throat> That's right, guys. Next step is to round up all the Christians and kill them. In America, by the way. That guy's an idiot. That guy. <laughs> He's a lawyer. That guy went to law school, everybody. Mm. And got, Some, like, oh. He got out somehow yep i mean like the whole argument that she hasn't been voted out so therefore we should let her continue to be a bigot I, that doesn't make any sense at all mm-hmm. I, that's the whole idea of the supreme court mm-hmm. to to be there for the people who cannot do it themselves mm-hmm. like that's that's the whole point yep uh but uh you know what are you gonna say when uh you say something factual and somebody answers you with uh nazis and hitler i mean you know who else was in power for a long time hitler Mm -hmm. Uh, yep (laughs) 27 years uh let's see what else happened um oh speaking of man you know what i really should be uh i missed the opportunity here i really should be playing the gay news music for this Mm -hmm. segment Mm -hmm. uh because this is another gay song so let me play a little bit of gay news music activist in texas this week who uh, i mean what why is he making noise shut up shut up ad <laughs> uh so <clears throat> activists in texas this week protested what they call anti-gay hate, hate speech that was being blasted over loudspeakers at a tent revival in lubbock public in a lubbock public park earlier this week videos posted on social media capturing part of a sermon about homosexuality at the door christian fellowship church 
nightly tent revival at leroy elmore park um that's pretty pretty bad well let me see if i can play it i still believe that god made adam and eve not adam and steve are we still doing that in 2015 that's not like hack at this point for a preacher i mean <clears throat> isn't that kind of like a comic coming out and being like black people do this white people do that at this point i mean yeah adam and eve yeah. adam and steve is old shit get, get some new names guys all right let's get some new names <laughs> let's, let's plenty of other up. couples in the bible uh let's let's do that you know i don't care <laughs> who told you it's okay god says it's an abomination a flag is still a flag and the dike is oh. still a dike oh, oh f-bomb okay uh, that's what we're doing okay it's okay candy saying it in the feminist way shout to Zelly banks <laughs> yeah apparently you can just say that at church and people still clap that you can hear the response from the people nation a flag is still a flag and the dike is still a dike it's a duck, it's a- hearing people clap is the scariest shit ever mm-hmm you know like just hearing people that are like yes tell the truth to shame the devil mm-hmm. that's what i'm talking about get that homophobia out there um let's see what else happened today um uh, where's my news oh um a man was shot in the groin over potato chips in detroit Oh, we're talking about we're talking about like ruffles or like onions like does it yeah. matter doritos like the chips matter dog uh i'm gonna say it's gotta be pringles because once you pop a cap ah! <laughs> you can't stop apparently uh yeah man uh is recovering after being shot and growing over a bag of potato chips it's walking down the street near eight mile and uh eminem came out and was like uh spaghetti 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 pop and shot him right in his motherfucking groin <laughs> why why the groin by the way like shoot me in the shoulder or something come on straight to east side a man shot over a bag of potato chips police say that man was just walking down the street near eight mile in dequinder when the gunman walked up and demanded he hand over that snack the man refused and the gunman shot him in the groin the shooter took off with the chips. The victim was taken to the hospital, and thankfully, he is expected to recover. Stephen, damn! <laughs> oh, fuck some fifty cent bag of chips. I understand, like the principle of the matter, but if somebody points a gun at me, like they can have my chips. What if they? <laughs> what if they were Fritos? Fuck them! <laughs> I'm, <not getting laughs> I'm, I'm getting another bag. Okay, all right. Well, it sounds like that guy was all that add a bag of chips <laughs> Lord. what karen that's uh i feel like that was a good that was a good point oh, oh okay i said where your music at yeah i had to find it um there's <laughs> <laughs> a dumbass tennessee judge going back to gay news who says if gays can get married then no one can get divorced that's his solution a word mm-hmm yep this is one of those like stupid things like because 
people, people, uh, one of the arguments against the ridiculousness of religion and hypocrisy is like people want to talk about the sanctity of marriage and that's why same-sex marriage is bad. Mm-hmm. And then like, well, they'd say, well, divorce is bad in the Bible. So if you, if you're against same-sex marriage, you should be against divorce. So now this guy's like, all right, then, well, we're against divorce. Yeah. I, it just feels like one of those things where he's just being spiteful. I like that. Right, he, I like. I like that he's the guy who goes. That's a good point, and then bans all divorce. You know what I mean? <laughs> like he's just like, like you never think you run into. Like you think you got the trump card when you pull that out, and you're like, well, how come you ain't got no problem with divorce? You've been divorcing people your whole life, and they ain't never had a problem. And he's like, you know what? That's a good point. No more divorces. <laughs> that way, I can still be homophobic. I'm like, fuck. I was hoping you have reason yeah he uh denied a divorce to a man and a woman straight people guys real so real people that count so he denied the divorce Mm -hmm. he denied the divorce on the grounds that the supreme court's recent decision on same-sex marriage means only the supreme court can decide what is not a marriage or better stated when a marriage is no longer a marriage (laughs) only he can decide okay so petty so petty this is like this it's like it's like you say something and talk to your wife and it's like oh i guess that you're the only one that can make decisions fine then you make a decision yeah it really is like uh two things one when you go so what do you want to eat tonight and she's like i don't know what i want to eat and he's like so pizza and he's like not that and he's like well then fine why don't you just kill the cows and make the burgers i don't give a fuck like he went to that, oh, that went that went done with the 10 quick the second thing is if your wife is like can you take out the trash and then you just took everything out like the couch <laughs> you know everything went outside the door like fuck it that's what he basically did he got an attitude and was like supreme court want to tell me what to do and then you got to tell me everything can i even bang my gavel i don't know maybe y'all ah. should have a ruling over that good god these adults could not be bigger fucking babies it's like crossing their arms and just fucking throwing tantrums left and right mm-hmm. like you're an adult you you should understand how this works and your religion doesn't give you an excuse to not be an adult do your fucking job that's the, all we ask oh uh, what a fucking idiot man um so yeah uh, now now people can't get divorced over there now watch how much uh fucking uh domestic violence skyrockets two people that hate each other living in the house like wow i wish you was gay that's Ah. that's the next thing somebody need to show up and be like guys i'm gay and i'm ready to get gay married but i gotta get divorced first and then he's gonna fucking head gonna explode He's like, but you said, but Supreme Court, but, uh, 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 and then his head just blows up. Um, a guy who's looking for a job, you guys, uh, you guys have all had to look for jobs before. A 23 year old Chicago man recently made a horrible misdial when he accidentally sent a sext to a potential employer, sending the company's HR manager a nude photo of himself oh not hr manager and then he did just his resume Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then he did it again oh in case you thought it was a mistake Mm -hmm. okay yep 
I really, really, really want this job. Authorities say HR manager contacted the police after receiving two naked selfies between August 11th and August 13th, only realizing the sender was a job applicant when he made a follow-up call the next morning. Oh shit! Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, so he followed up. Uh, did you get? Did you get them dick pics? He would have got the job. So <laughs> HR was like, "I'm gonna hire you because you've got balls, mm-hmm. and I've seen them. I've seen ah! both of them." humongous balls according to the police report officers then contacted the offender who admitted to sending the photographs explaining that they were actually meant for another individual and were sent to the victim in error officers subsequently advised the sexter to cease all contact with the sextee there was a conditional offer of employment made to this particular applicant my understanding is they rescinded the offer you don't say Hmm. i'm surprised that they were rescinding the offer i mean why would you do that uh but yeah sending a dick pic uh pretty bad guys i'm of the mind that dick pics just should never be sent ever like not yeah. even if somebody wants one Mm-hmm. yeah it's like you can't take, you can't take a good of picture of a dick it just doesn't happen but you know what okay the dick pic is a necessary evil though here's why um it's the law of equivalent exchange for those uh full metal alchemists um in order for you to see somebody's titties they have to know that you trust them all right they have to know they can trust you and that's not gonna happen if you won't put some balls on the table and take a picture of them i'm sorry but you know it's not that anybody necessarily is like "Mm, look at a picture of that dick it's just now i have something of yours here's something of mine because everybody likes titties and stuff are you sure you sure? Because some people get mad and put them titties for the world to see. Do do what? Some people get mad at, at the titties. You know, titties make them mad, and all of a sudden, you know, they're sharing them pics. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. People violate the tenant, but, they, but why is that violation such a big deal? Because everybody loves titties. If you put yeah. somebody that wasn't famous sex pictures out there, and it was just some dude from the internet, nobody would give a fuck if you're like look at this dude's dick people would be like okay like unless he was already famous already famous but if it was just nobody but if you took the same thing with some lady from twitter and were like look at her titties that shit would go viral in seconds of course because everybody loves titties even the threat of unleashing the horde of the internet on them titties is because everybody loves the titties it's an empty threat to me ah. hey i'm gonna show people your dick okay the four people that give a fuck <laughs> you know what i mean but you say i'm gonna show somebody your titties like everybody women men gay people everybody clicking on that shit this titties no one even if it's just to judge the titties everybody has to see the titties <laughs> if it's the judge. that's that's just life so that's that's why the dick pic exists it's just it's like a hostage negotiation give me something so i know i can trust you with my titties anyway uh fox a fox news anchor has filed a five million dollar lawsuit over a toy hamster with the same name oh harris faulkner co-host of fox news is outnumbered filed a five million dollar lawsuit over harris faulkner a plastic hamster alleging the toy maker hasbro willfully and wrongfully appropriated her persona when creating the name name member of their littlest pet shop a uh, same name member of their littlest pet shop line um 
faulkner is extremely distressed that her name has been wrongfully associated with a plastic toy that is known a known choking hazard that risks harming small children wow that was a low blow <coughs> the low did the lawyer really have to go to they also kill kids y'all further hasbro oh. p- portrayal of faulkner as a rodent is demeaning and insulting uh in addition to bearing her name faulkner claims the doe-eyed hamster physically resembles her part particularly <laughs> the tone of his complexion the shape of his eyes and the design of his eye makeup see that's what i was doing to say like to win this 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 case she's got to admit that she looks like a hamster <laughs> she's yeah. got to say i look like a hamster <laughs> what i would like is if you pull the string on a hamster it says problematic fox news shit don't all lives matter you know shit like that (laughs) black lives matter is a hate group i don't i don't think women should be allowed out of the kitchen like oh that's definitely you the lawsuit says faulkner never gave permission to hasbro to use her name or likeness and that she even demanded in january that they stop using it more than three weeks later it was still for sale on their website the lawsuit contends it says that as of july faulkner's name was still being used on hasbro's website to sell the littlest pet shop products and the plastic hammer that bears her name i mean hamster that bears her name uh can still be bought at other online retail stores man of course uh hasbro has declined to comment now now i want them to just be like fuck it we're gonna make a, a Harris Faulkner movie, just just to fuck with her. Yeah, <laughs> Her, yeah, and then change it to the dumbest hamster and shit. You yes. know what I mean? Like the to, we're bringing a new line called dumbest hamsters, all Fox News names. <laughs> <laughs> Bill O'Reilly, Bill O'Reilly the Duck. Um, <laughs> that would be cool, actually. Duck. Uh, Bill O'Reilly would be a jackass. Yeah, yeah, he's Bill O'Reilly the jackass. Um, let's see, what else do we got here? Uh, oh yeah, Bristol Palin wants President Obama to get off of her damn Alaskan lawn and stop renaming the mountains. He's uh recently renamed uh a mountain there that was uh originally named for um like president mckinley or some shit mm-hmm. and he named it denali which is a uh, kenyan for black power if you believe facebook memes <laughs> but if you're like an actual human being uh it does not mean that uh, who agrees <laughs> with bristol palin is the people who the, the native people who lived in alaska before it was named mckinley when they were already calling it denali mm-hmm uh before the white man took over yeah mr president get out of alaska you have bigger mountains to climb these titties she said oh lord uh quite quite literally in the united states there is no bigger mountain to climb right that is the highest point (laughs) the mountain of stupidity that i'm about to write in this post yes president obama is taking a trip to the alaskan arctic i wish we could add up how much this trip tossed to taxpayer dollars they probably had a barge to barge limousines here they rented out an entire tower at our nicest hotel a tower shut down most of downtown anchorage so many protesters here in alaska this morning awaiting his arrival this is just a joke for us i'm completely dumbfounded by his trip here why again 
the same thing people say about you broad and what does he seem most concerned about renaming the mountain why does he check out our oil fields why does he open up our pipeline so we can supply our own natural gas of buying it from our enemies in the middle east this is just a joke and even if he did it wouldn't be enough by the way he was there to talk about climate change yeah yeah uh by those oil fields (laughs) right he announced yesterday that he will be renaming mount mckinley denali its traditional native american name she put in quotes by the way no one is buying denali is what have what the alaskans have called it for years line i've never called mountain the mountain denali and neither does anyone i know well probably because you you know shit that was the most white privileged thing right. that she could have said right <laughs> man my friends ain't never do that i don't know what you're talking about mm-hmm. right nobody says on fleek okay all the people i know do not say on fleek oh i don't know any black people oh okay my bad shit <laughs> <laughs> you got me there you got me uh meanwhile during the speech where uh sarah palin quit uh being governor uh 2009 she says what an absolutely beautiful day it is and in honor it is my honor i mean it is my honor to speak to all alaskans to our alaskan family this last time as your governor and it is always great to be fair in fairbanks the rugged rugged hardy people that live up here and some of the most patriotic people whom you will ever know live here and the one thing that you are known for is your steadfast support of our military community up here and i thank you for that and thank you united states military for protecting the greatest nation on earth together we stand and getting up here i say it is the best road trip in america soaring through the nature's finest show denali the great one soaring under the midnight sun so apparently she does not know her mother because that was her mom saying denali in a speech uh, it's probably just her pregnant hormones see, acting up. Yeah, yeah. You see what had happened was like she didn't know what she was saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that just happens sometimes. You start crying uncontrolled because you're pregnant, and you forget shit because you're pregnant. Yeah, you know that's that's probably all it was. She uh, she was like, "What'd you say? Condoms? I can't hear that." Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh let's see that was more news i guess we could kind of do a baller alert story um and we definitely can do a fucking with black people story like i definitely got one of those so okay they play the fucking with black people music real quick um fucking with the black people we're just fucking with black we're just fucking with fucking with black people that's right guys time to play the game that we all hate to play it's fucking with black people where we read and play news articles from all over the globe and we ask our contestants well not really contestants but victims to judge it how much they feel fucked with from zero to 100 in intervals of 25 and uh we'll let you know how much we're fucked with as black people <clears throat> hulk hogan says don't let one racist slur on tape define my lifetime of repeatedly using racist slurs disgrace hulk hogan uh, <laughs> disgrace wrestler hulk hogan, yeah, apparently he don't pay attention to wrestling went on good morning america this morning to defend himself following the release of last month of leaked transcripts on video which he repeatedly referred to fucking niggers and admitted that he's a racist to a point and 
i'm not uh yeah to a point uh i'm not a racist he told abc news amy robach i won't lose that money not understanding the meaning of irony at all i never should have said that it was wrong this like i said this just begs the question that i continue to ask and i will always ask the fuck does this guy gotta do to be racist around here these days apparently nobody's racist no no matter what you do you can hang somebody you can shoot somebody you can call them racial slurs but you are not racist yeah you get to actually say you are racist and people still go yeah but he's not racist like what what do words have meaning anymore are we done with the meaning of words now is that yep the thing that that i didn't know today is is that like earlier this year president obama secretly passed a bill that said words will no longer have meanings yep and i love wrestling i love hulk hogan but you know i also know the history of wrestling too so it's just one of those things that you go exclusive interview with hulk hogan his first interview uh, here's his interview kicked out of the wwe for racist comments caught on tape and amy this was a humbled hulk hogan that's right george this is a hulk hogan you really don't see emotional and apologetic in the face of a scandal that has many questioning whether he's a racist the wrestling star heard in recently leaked audio using the n-word during portions of a secretly recorded tape from 2007. are we still questioning whether he's a racist i feel like the question was answered they are yeah it has many people questioning whether he's a racist you know (laughs) How shit is that? With his signature leg drop, horseshoe mustache, and unrivaled strength, 12-time world champion Hulk Hogan single-handedly transformed wrestling into a global phenomenon. Unbelievable! Today, he's fighting to maintain his legacy. Can we stop for a second? Terry Bollea, the man behind the once indestructible Hulkster, letting his guard down. Out of everything that I've been through, this one hit me probably the hardest. Wiped from the WWE Hall of Fame last month after portions of his... It was harder than Andre the Giant, brother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like the... It was like the Randy Macho Man Savage of racism. <laughs> hitting me all at the same time. I watched them matches when I was a little kid. Yes, I did. When racism got those 24-inch pythons around your neck, what you gonna do, brother? Conversation like, during like a fight undertaker. private encounter. What, on, like fighting an undertaker. Right. What you gonna do when the liberal media runs wild on you? Released <laughs> by the National Enquirer. On it, Bolea caught using racial slurs. I was at the lowest point of my life to the point where I want to kill myself. You were suicidal. Yes, I was. And now I wasn't as low as, you know niggers but uh pretty low for a white man is what i'm saying i was very mad at my daughter for really no reason i was upset over a situation that happened between her and her boyfriend and i had no idea i was being taped on the tape he refers to his daughter's then boyfriend using the n-word are you a racist no i'm not i'm not a racist i never should have said what i said it was wrong i'm embarrassed by it but a lot of people need to realize that you inherit things from your environment and where i grew up was south tampa and it was a really rough neighborhood very low income and all my friends we greeted each other saying that word the word was just thrown around like it was nothing 
Is it fair to Now, I don't know if you OC, guys remember the emotional and oh, damn it. I don't know if y'all remember the quote, but like um he didn't say it in the ng n-i-g-g-a way at all not that that would be okay but right for the record the quote was i am racist I, you know i'm racist to a point you know fucking niggers and i was like yeah that's not the hey what's up my niggas like he didn't say i'm racist to a point you know shout out to all my niggas like stop <laughs> and that 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 argument that he's oh I, I inherited this from my environment that's such bullshit right. the man is like 65 or something years old he's been like, all yeah, around the planet inherit something right. but then you've been alive for 65 fucking years and you've been, you live in this world you've literally been everywhere on the planet mm-hmm. like you're not some dude that just never left your hick town and you never even met a black person and then you got caught no you have worked with black people you've done you've done media you've done movies you've done press tours you knew this shit was fucked up just just own up to it no more excuses oh nothing is it fair to say that you inherited a racial bias i would say that is very fair the atmosphere the environment i grew up by the way that's the same question duh are you low income are you racist no is it fair to say you inherited some racism? Mm-hmm. Yep. That's what happened. <laughs> but I mean, but I was never a racist at any point. And all my friends. Like, like you inherited, I'm sorry, I keep stopping this, but like you inherited this shit, like, like from a grandparent and like a, like, oh, it's in his will. You get my favorite slacks and you get my racism. Hope oh, this for you. You're welcome, buddy. <laughs> I inherited it, brother, just like my male pattern baldness. Right. <laughs> Oh, Lord. We greeted each other saying that word. The word was just thrown around like it was nothing. Is it fair to say that you inherited a racial bias? I would say that is very fair. The atmosphere, the environment I grew up in, all my white friends, all my black friends, to hear the word on a daily basis when they'd greet me in the morning. That's what they say to me. Good morning, so-and-so. I think that was part of the culture and the environment I grew up in. For fans who feel let down by you. Mm-hmm. Do you ask their forgiveness? Oh my gosh, please forgive me. Please forgive me. I'm a nice guy. It's not, you know, not the Hulk Hogan that rips the shirt off and bang, 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 slams giants. You know, I'm Terry Belay. I'm just a normal man. But the WWE, not taking the <laughs> risk, fired him. Everything I've done my whole career, my whole life, was like it never happened. Your image, your likeness, your name erased. Yeah, like I'd never existed. That had to hurt. Oh my gosh, it was devastating. It's like, it's like I was a nigger or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, please forgive me. I'm a real American. I fight for the rights of every man. <laughs> Except for the black ones. Uh, oh, then those guys got to fight their own, okay? All right. And stay away from my daughter. Any industry bigwigs now coming to his defense and his daughter, Brooke. Your daughter posted a Uh, Yo, I just noticed something real fucked up. They said industry bigwigs coming to his defense. George Foreman was one of the pictures. The other picture was The Rock. I read The Rock's comments. He was so far away from defending this motherfucker. He was just like, yeah, that's unfortunate. <laughs> like, right. he was uh, like, I got, yeah. I'm getting Disney money and I don't want to talk about this right. shit. Right. And yep. I'm doing bottles on HBO, which is like HBO's number one rated comedy yep. since 2009. And I don't you know, know if you noticed, mm. the cast is black and so am I. Fuck you and I ain't talking about this shit. <laughs> but you serious? They really put this picture up there like, look, The Rock likes him. Mm-hmm. The full poem on Facebook. If you knew the dad I knew, 
You'd know he raised me well. He taught me folks are so much more than shades could ever tell. Now, is that why your daughter's music career didn't take off? Because she sucks. Oh, she tried to sing. Remember, that was the poem. And yes, she tried to sing his original comments. Part of it was about how he sunk all his money into her music career, Karen. You know, he could have avoided this if he had just eaten his vitamins, Mm -hmm. drank his milk. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, you know what? He could have avoided this if he would have been smart enough to pick up the phone and he missed the phone call and George Foreman got that grill. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if anybody should have disowned me, it should have been her. You know, she should have been the one. Let me tell you, brother. She should have been the one to throw (laughs) me out like uh, the trash. But instead, she showed me more love than anybody. Now, why these niggers can't do the same thing? I don't know. I don't know. You tell me. It's crazy to me, too, Amy. (laughs) <laughs> yeah he said do you see this mustache look like a wishbone i can't get a normal job ma'am right i mean if she can forgive me and these negroes can't even look in their own hearts and they're, they're black high blood pressure hearts and oh. let let me in oh lord come on how has brooke helped you through this she's been so supportive she was the direction of my attack you know i was not so mad at her boyfriend i was mad at her you know, and she she instantly said, I, I don't even need to forgive you because I'm not mad at you. Now the man known for <laughs> That doesn't make it better. Black people I were. Was, I wasn't mad at her boyfriend. I was mad at her for having a black boyfriend. Like, that doesn't make it better. <laughs> no, it does not. Black people were just an afterthought, brother. Okay. I just, <laughs> I, like, how little do I care about racism and black people? I just am racist without even thinking about it. That's what I'm saying. I was mad at another person and that made me racist. That's how racist I am. <laughs> God damn it. His superhuman strength is wrestling with turning this negative into a positive. <laughs> a person makes a mistake. <laughs> Hold up. Did she really just do that? Yeah. <laughs> you know, life really came and body slammed him in the middle of a very hard time for the Hulk. She really has to fight to get those puns in there. He can't, he can't, for the life of him, he can't figure for this one out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He's rushing sickling with the problem. He's really, he's really, life came off the top rope is what I'm saying. This is a really, this is a Luthez press scene, Matt. (laughs) Yeah, you gotta take life and put it in the figure four and figure out how to defeat it. Would you say that you are at rock bottom? Ah! All right. Just don't throw them away. You don't throw good people away. If everybody at their lowest point was judged on one thing they said, and all of a sudden your whole career was wiped out today because of something you said 10 or 20 years ago, it'd be a sad world. People get better every day. People get better. Hogan told me the day he was fired from the WWE was the greatest day of his life because the truth literally set him free. He's dedicated to raising awareness about the impact of racial slurs and working to rebuild trust with his fans and his daughter. Mm-hmm. We'll see. And the only people that don't know the impact are people like Hulk Hogan. Right. <laughs> oh, my God. You know how much work he's going to do to do that. It's going to be like one event. I tried, brother. 
i walked up and i said the impact of racial slurs oh by the way i guarantee the impact of racial slurs is going to come down to him being like black people shouldn't say it you know what i mean <laughs> like he's going no one should say this word since i got caught saying it and i can't anymore so you guys can you stop please it's making making me uncomfortable okay i don't appreciate y'all exercising this freedom of being able to be racist uh we only got one guest to race so let's just do that let's do it now that it's time for some guest to race that's right it's guest to race time now that it's time for some guest to race that's right it's guest to race time that's right it's time for guest the race the number one game show going across all the podcasts and where we read and play news articles from all over the globe and we ask our contestant today john from the project fandom.com and podcast fandom to guess the race and the chat room plays along and they are racist oh, and i forgot to mention a hundred for me for that hulk hogan uh fucking with black people karen ha 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 100 brother <laughs> uh john what about you man were you fucked with it all i'm gonna say it's wrestlemania 2000 oh i'll count that as 100 <laughs> uh hero saves family and pack of ribs from burning building <laughs> what karen <laughs> did he have barbecue sauce too listen this is guest the race taking this very serious okay oh <laughs> uh, man this is robert wright r-o-b-e-r-t w-r-i-g-h-t Tell me what happened wrong. Oh, man, it all went down, man. I stayed right next door, man, from the thing that happened, man, the barbecue, man. I was barbecuing, man. I seen some fire just come out out the window, man. The window busted out, man. Only thing I think first, man, make sure them ribs is right. And I ran them and got my family, man, brung everybody out safely, man. I carry everybody out myself, man. You know what I mean? Keep this PG, everybody myself, man. I did that. Feel me? You got kids and older people out, or just yeah, I, I got my kids first. First day I got my kids, and I, I, I thought about my ribs. Like I ain't gonna let my ribs burn and stuff, cause I take pride in what I do, man. It's like, okay, uh, I just want you guys to know, he is literally holding the ribs up <laughs> in this interview. <laughs> he didn't put them down the whole time. He yeah. was saving the kids with the ribs, old people pointing to the ribs. Okay. Yeah, he, he he he. That's a strong left hand, cause the right hand had ribs. Three o'clock in the morning, I was hungry, man. I was like, man, put them ribs on there, man. Some Three o'clock in the morning, he was eating ribs. Okay? <laughs> Keep in mind, we are still playing Guess the Race. We are still playing Guess the Race. Hot meats and stuff, man. We got it going and stuff, but I looked over, man. The fire was bursting out, man. I was like, man, this is crazy, man. Real crazy, man. Let me get my kids about this situation, man. That's all I know. You feel me? And I, I'm from the Bay Area, man. You know I'm located in the Bay Area. You feel me? I hear it now, but... Yeah, I'm from the Bay, man. They call me West Oakland, man, you know. But I'm going to keep things going, man. Keep going, you know. Oh. It, it was frantic, man. It was real serious out there, man. It was real serious, man. But, yeah, man, I'm enjoy this barbecue, though, man. Have a good night, man. Hopefully they put us in the motel, man, you know what I mean? Because I ain't trying to come out the pockets. They owe me. They owe me for that one. <laughs> you get that. Did I get any injuries? Oh, no, I ain't get no injuries and stuff except for the, all the smoke in my lungs and stuff. I already had smoke in my lungs, so I'm all right. <laughs> <laughs> holy shit all right john guess the race of mr robert wright see i think i'm disqualified because i'm pretty sure that's me <laughs> <laughs> i can't did i freeze on your screen or yes i can yeah but they can still hear me yes they can still hear you can refresh if you want to but okay uh i'll refresh yeah I'm I'll not, refresh. i won't go nowhere I ha- i'm yeah. i'm good i'll just read the guesses when we get back 
with the upgrade i've been on the whole time i know how, how you enjoying that life i'm just feel good not to fade in and out yeah you're killing it over there man uh let me see yeah thank you to the donators i'm moving again hmm. uh i'm moving again yep you're moving okay all right here are the guesses uh so wait did john did you so john you said it's not fair to guess because you feel like it's you so i'm gonna go with white for john all right let's check the chat room see what they believe todd hulk hogan how to say the n-word black love my people black and first i legit thought this was rod doing a voice (laughs) i can't do no voice like that man i don't know how to do that voice i already had smoke in my lungs you know what i'm saying (laughs) because i was high because i was high y'all i was smoking weed at least he saved his girlfriend brooke hogan too kingsford charcoal hulk hogan's new best friend to to the rescue blacker than the dead mike from cb4 blacker than the nwl spray paint hulk hogan used to in the wcw rod this is guess the race not state the obvious black (laughs) the newscaster ate reels with that dude and whatnot (laughs) what everyone else said above i'm just going with them and brother man black the correct answer is and john missed it black and many of you guys in the chat room got it right hey man And I put his picture on the screen so you guys yeah, can see I'm, in the about chat. To say, you might give him another one. He can't. He can't go out on that. No, Karen, baby. I don't have pocket up. I don't know how I would even proceed to give him. He had one <laughs> shot to get it right, and he blew it. I'm just, I'm just trying. I'm not trying to come out of pocket. That's all. I'm yeah, I hear you, man. I mean, well, the good news <laughs> is. The bad news is that you're terrible at guess the race. I mean, like literally oh, no, not one yet. of the easiest guess the race questions in the history yeah. of guess the race. Ne- Everyone outside. Ne- Nina would have got it right because she yeah. racist. Yeah, but the bad, the, that was the bad news. You're terrible. The good news is at least you're not racist. Right. So there you go. I mean, you take some good, you take some bad. <laughs> and uh, there you had the facts of life. Uh, lastly, we got um we got sore <laughs> ratchetness uh to end the show so let's play that <laughs> and that motherfucker is dead mm-hmm Police seized two swords, four knives, and a canister of pepper spray from a New Jersey man parked outside of a former girlfriend's home in Hungry Hill. Oh, my. Joe LaTorre, 46, of Violin, New Jersey, was arrested August 3rd after officers responded to a 911 call from the ex-girlfriend, found two double-edged swords in his vehicle, according to court records. The woman told police she had been hiding from LaTorre for 20 years and obtained a restraining order against him immediately after his arrest. On Monday, LaTorre pleaded innocent during his arraignment to two counts of carrying a dangerous weapon in addition to the weapons charges he was wanted on warrants for violating three abuse prevention orders and other offenses from 1994-95 he is being held without right to bail at hamden county house of correction the new case began when a 911 call from the ex-girlfriend who said latoria had tracked her down after 20 years after she broke up with him for being physically and emotionally abusive latoria threatened her and her children and vowed to find her someday 
when police arrived at governor street they found latory's trailblazer outside the woman's home parked in the middle of the road with his hazard lights on it wasn't being uh he was definitely uh not trying to be inconspicuous latory said he decided to look up his ex-girlfriend after 20 years and said his children knew her grandchildren according to the report in addition to two-edged sword canes police found four knives six cigarette lighters and a canister of pepper spray in his vehicle yo that means he had kids with somebody else and he still was like i'm gonna stalk this woman yep that possessiveness and ownership in those ain't, abusive relationships ain't is no, no joke. joke right yeah. it's 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 crazy he couldn't even move on with his own life like he already had kids and all this other shit and he was like you know what time to google brenda one more time yep um in addition maybe maybe she's just good maybe you know sometimes you do meet a woman that you got to stalk her to the end of the earth threaten her life and try to kill her sometimes you just you got to get two swords like you leonardo the ninja turtle and just hang out in front Ah! of the house the pepper spray canister was dangling from the directional lever on the steering wheel latore a new york city native has a criminal record in massachusetts and other states according to a court document listed as five foot eight inches tall and 400 pounds he is single and unemployed oh wow that's shocking uh uh, he sounds like he has a lot going for himself stalking his ex-girlfriend uh and a nice guy generally other than that during arraignment judge patricia poehler uh set bail at twenty five hundred dollars on the new charges a nominal figure since latoria is being held without the right to bail on warrants from chicope and westfield when his court appearance a court appointed lawyer asked for a lower figure she refused he's been in default for 20 years she said well i hope that's the end of it for her i hope uh, i hope they lock his ass up man but he got swords out here and he is out here in these streets trying to get to her and that's some scary scary shit um all right man we gotta get out of here john's got ribs going and his house is on fire yes it is gotta say them people <clears throat> uh john tell everybody where they can find you uh you uh like rod mentioned you can find me on projectfandom.com and the podcast is podcast fandom and uh just go there and check it out all right man and uh like i said he's a very funny dude they have a very great show and uh i really appreciate uh all y'all uh you know over at project fandom and podcast fandom uh for showing us love man yeah thank you for having me and thank you for all the you know all the fans that you've sent our way and you know i'm glad that i came because i feel like i learned that uh hulk hogan is just too street to play James <laughs> <Bond>. <laughs> yes i agree well i like to say this is the kind of show to make a man love a man like hulk hogan <laughs> if nothing else that's uh that's definitely what happened tonight uh all right guys we'll talk to you uh if you're premium we'll talk to you tomorrow mm-hmm. balls d sports karen and ray sani will both be the guests for me and justin Woo-hoo! uh so it's gonna be a pretty good episode i wouldn't miss it if i were you Mm-mm. and uh non-premium people we'll see you guys saturday for our feedback show until then i love you i love you too Mwah. Mwah.